would like to invite everyone to go to hankstrange.com. That is the best way that you can support us. Go there, sign up for our email list. There's a section on there in the menu called Lola's Deals. You can see all the different deals that Lola posts. She's got daily deals, all that stuff. Um, there's links also to our merch like Ballistic Ink. Uh, you can get Ballistic Ink, you can get one of these crazy Hawaiian stuff. What are these shirts called, guys? Are these like uh, Hawaiian shirts? Hawaiian yeah, shirt? Yeah. That's what I call it. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. I'll this one has a Uzi. One here. Yeah, this one has a Uzi, and I drove up to where Walter's at in Safety Harbor today. Very nice. Everyone was out on the beach with my Hawaiian Uzi shirt, and no one looked at me crazy, though. No one looked at me crazy. <laughs> you didn't go to the beach, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't go to the beach. I drove by the beach. I drove. Were there by actually people the... out? Oh, there was a lot of people out. Oh, the governor is, is not going to be happy to hear about that oh, one. forget about him. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, anyway... Go to HankStrange.com. Uh, that's that's what's going on here. I will press the button to start the show right now. Welcome back Bam! to the Strange Situation. All right. Make sure you Lifestyle guys subscribe, thumbs up, it. ring the bell so you can be notified every time we're live. It's Friday. I hope you have your big girl panties on. We are live right now. We've, uh, we've got a super special guest on the podcast tonight. Big John Hickok. There he goes. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you're welcome, man. Uh, he's got a green fireplace going. Uh, Big John, we do this thing here called Jazz Hands just to get warmed up. Right. I know you, you're an entertainment type, so there you go. All right, Jazz Hands, everyone. <laughs> jazz Hands, there you go. There we go. <laughs> we are live. This is episode 530 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. Like I said, our guest is Big John Hickok. We also have Babyface P. We also have Walter from Safety Harbor Firearms joining us. We have you guys joining us. Smash the thumbs ups out there. I don't know what's going on with YouTube this week, oh. um, but for whatever reason, like uh, we're getting suppressed. So the people who rang the bell, so they get notified every time we go live. Uh, lots of folks are coming in and saying that they they're not getting notified. So if you can smash thumbs ups, big thing, share it if you can on social media. That'll probably help us the most. And if you do that, we appreciate you. Yes, we do have uh, Big John here. We'll take questions, all that kind of stuff. It's Friday, like I said. So, uh, what's up? What's up, Patrick? You look like you're ready to uh, go. Popping out chat, popping out the chat, so I can I can moderate. Questions. Okay, all right, there we go. <laughs> okay, so Babyface is looking at questions. Just That's right. Yeah. At, at sign me if you got questions. Oh. <laughs> okay. If you have, uh, can you be bribed? Can you be bribed, Babyface? Uh, oh, definitely. Do you need definitely. anything in the you, apocalypse? You, you need toilet paper. You need... Uh, I could. You know, we have one. We have one case up. Well, one like. Like uh, to, whatever, eight, twelve, or eighteen pack. So that's so all I'm gonna have to start all. holding my holding my poops in a little more. <laughs> that's all you have for the apocalypse? Because <laughs> yeah, we don't stockpile. Okay. That's, not, that's not something I stockpile. Oh, I just go man. to the Walmart right around the corner and buy it when I need it. Millennials, Dude, I hit Amazon. Just just, just calm down. After a little oh. bit of time, they'll have piles of things. Yeah, yeah. No, there's gonna be piles of it. Yeah. In no time. Go ahead, Big John. What were you saying? I was like, I hit at uh, Amazon with a fury whenever I saw it happening. <laughs> How many? A truckload. Yeah, I, you had a throne or something like that. I saw Lola reposted <laughs> yeah. that. You made a throne out of, yeah. of TP. That's not even all of it. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, God. And you actually got it delivered. Well, obviously. so I went to when I went to the grocery store. I've been hearing about it. I went to the grocery store, and I saw it was starting to go mm -hmm. sparse. And mm -hmm. I bought a little bit when I was there, and I came home, and I was started thinking about it, and I was like, 
Yeah, I'm going to go on Amazon and order a bunch. <laughs> and then I checked the next day to order more, and it was gone. It was off of Amazon. Wow. So I got it in wow. right under the wire. Yeah. It got hammered. Okay. Yeah. It's a good thing that you didn't uh, order that from Cheaper Than Guns or something like that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Cheaper Than Guns. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see people they, that were going on eBay to order? Or, eBay? Yeah, I think it was eBay. Yeah, they were going on eBay to order, and they were like, man, this is kind of expensive, but I need it. And then they realized they ordered, like, some people had ordered like three years supply. It came in like on like a pallet, oh. <laughs> like Jeez. a massive, massive amount. And yeah. they're like, "Oh God, I didn't realize I ordered that much." Now yeah. you're good well, for road, roadside toilet paper. Yeah. That's what I was yeah. selling roadside toilet paper. Yeah, I'm just going off what we've seen with the ammo shortages, uh, because even once people aren't freaked out anymore, like once you get that idea in someone's head that something is valuable. It, you know, because it, it's like values all like crazy made up and created to a certain extent. Yeah. So like yeah. now, when you see toilet paper, you're like, oh, that's like gold. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can't believe like to get that out of your head. Mm-hmm. I've fallen I, for for a time. I felt like I was kind of falling into that, and I kept having to like slap myself and be like, no, yeah. I don't need like okay. I'll go to Publix or something, and I'm like, oh, I could go look in the aisle. I'm like, I don't, I don't need toilet paper. What am I thinking? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. How many, how many, how many times have we been through this similar situation? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not yeah. with toilet paper, with yeah. but with ammo. Yeah. Oh yeah, many. Yeah, with all the different band threats and everything else. Yeah, I have uh, th- every three words for you: great tulip fever. What was that thing called? I don't know. Tulip. What was it? Was it okay? Someone tell me this. Wasn't it like the tulip fever or scarcity or the tulip run? No one remembers this, huh? I have no idea what you're talking uh, about. Uh, yeah. So okay, someone will okay. someone will fill us in here. Back in the days, in the olden days, there was this, I don't know, somewhere over in the, in the Europe's, there was a run, like tulips were a thing. Tulips were a thing. The, the, and then all of a sudden there was a tulip run and tulip prices went tulip up. App, yeah. If you didn't know. Yeah. So there was like this massive tulip run and everybody was buying up tulips. I think like tulips had something to do with royalty or whatever. And then it just went crazy. Everyone's buying all the tulips. They can get the prices of tulips. Went out of control. Um, you guys never heard about that, huh? I uh, know. Oh, okay. All right, Babyface, see if you could look <laughs> that up. See if I'm just making – I might have had a dream about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I might have had a dream about the great tulip run or the tulip scarcity of like 17-0-something or whatever. But uh, let me Holy see. Holy cow. I mean, I mean there was the potato famine. In Ireland, but I never heard of the tulip run. Is this what you're talking about? Tulip mania? Tulip mania. uh, There you go. uh, Was a period in the Dutch Golden Age during which uh, contract prices for some bulbs of the recently introduced and fashionable tulip reached extraordinarily high prices and then dramatically collapsed in February 1637. Holy shit. That's a long time ago. Yeah. So, human beings, we are crazy. Yeah. So the We're price, crazy. standard price index for a tulip bulb went from, uh, I'm looking at a chart, uh, November 12th of that year, it went from about, I don't know, $10 to February 3rd of the next year was at $200. <laughs> or a bulb, or one bulb? Uh, with, I'm guessing it was like a certain amount, like yeah. a stock uh-huh. of bulbs or something. Yeah, this is how crazy we are. There's some kind of crazy effect that happened. Yes. I think well, maybe, maybe I started this because someone asked a couple of weeks ago. I didn't start this, but some, do you remember people were asking like, oh, what's the one thing you have to have in the apocalypse? I said toilet paper. Always, <laughs> Water. Toilet paper is always <laughs> high on the list. 
So, food and water. So people saw that some somewhere. People started googling it. It came up. Oh, toilet paper! <laughs> like, oh, it's the end of the world. Let's go get all the toilet paper that exists. It's insane. Yeah. it's completely insane. Yeah, um, but then it becomes okay. a thing where it's like. You know it's crazy, but then if everyone else is buying it up, you gotta you gotta gotta yeah, get like, on oh, this. Man, I, gotta, I gotta get in on this. Yeah. I can't I can't not be at it. You know? yeah. I can't miss out on my paper. You don't want yeah. your next door neighbor to have more toilet paper than you. Yeah, yeah. people have been saying like, oh, just you know, just go in the shower afterwards. Who wants to take a shower? Right down to use the bathroom? All right, can I can I right. ask my bidet question? Oh, oh God, oh, here boy. we go. Oh, okay, okay. Right. I I don't have one, and I don't intend to ever have one. Okay. So you wash your bottom with the stream of water, right? Right, right, right. This is what you I have hear to about. dry your you have you have to dry your bottom, right? Mm-hmm. Some of the days might have a, some of the days might have a dryer. What do you? Oh God. Or oh, no. Or you put in a hair dryer. What do you dry your bottom? What do you dry your bottom with? I'm guessing you got a butt towel or um, something. Listen, so, in oh, my no. opinion, <laughs> in my opinion, God didn't make us with toilet paper. I mean, yeah, like, really, if you think about it, uh-huh. you take a shower, you wash your bot, your butt, and then you just use your yeah. towel to dry your butt. So, I mean, it's clean. Yeah, but you don't. Part of it's our diet probably now. Oh, God, you know? yeah. In the old days, like the kind of stuff they ate, it maybe wasn't as big of a deal or something. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. came out more solid. Yeah. Like potato chips? Toilet paper might be, a great, it, it might be a great invention that might have saved a lot of people. You never know. I don't, I don't know if you guys have seen this yet running around the internet, but this is uh, – Marley sent this to me a couple days ago mm-hmm. called the Backyard Bidet. Mm-hmm. I think this is a uh, it's a great idea for anybody that needs something similar. Right. A garden hose? <laughs> okay, this, is not, this looks like a torture device. <laughs> With a hole in the seat. <laughs> um, it also... try, try, try that outside when it's like 16 out or something. Oh, God. Hey, you guys don't want to like know what... spread the poop around, really. <laughs> oh, you fertilize your grass like at the same there. time. You know? <laughs> yeah, um... I saw something like that on Pornhub, but I'm not gonna. I'm not, no. gonna, I'm not gonna deep dive. I'm not gonna deep dive into it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm getting people texting me to asking about whether or not we're doing. Yes, we're doing this. So, uh, I'm not really sure what's going on, but people are texting me that I don't know. Probably something's going on with YouTube. Remember the YouTube, oh. the YouTube overlords are not actually there, so they've let they've left Telnet. Telnet is 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 monitoring. The stream. So who knows what is going on and why they're not notifying? Uh, Walter, please don't get us deleted. It's not, just a magazine. Okay. That's all not it is. They don't know that. Walter, this is supposed to be a big <laughs> I'm show. Start loading them shortly. So this is supposed to be a big show. We got Big John on. Can we please? Can you please not get us deleted? So uh, <laughs> listen, I did do a little bit of panic oh, buying. Boy. I got, I got a nice. couple. You got rounds. magazines. I so I realized over the last couple of years, whenever a friend gets into shooting or anything like that, I'm always like, oh, here you go. Here's a P mag to start you out with, like as a as a welcome to the club sort of thing. And then I looked in the safe the other day and I was like, damn, I only have like seven mags. You gave away all your you gave away all your mags. Away <laughs> yeah, my P mags for the last like five years. Oh, you should um, you should do like me. So whenever people send me stuff for T and E, so obviously you know things come in for T and E. Most of the time they have to go back, right? If they come with magazines, magazines don't go back. Keep it. Yeah, that's my policy. <laughs> magazines never. I get the magazine. <laughs> yeah, magazines never get returned. Okay, so Big John, let's. Here's uh, here's a question I'm gonna ask you. You know, obviously you're you're a gun guy. You know, 
Um, we would help. Yes. Right. You <laughs> and you and of course Hickok. How's Hickok doing, by the way? He's good. He's good. He's doing good. All right. So, yeah. so what are the things? Because we were talking about this before we got on air, right? Um, as gun guys, what is the stuff we're expected to have a lot of? Do you think? Like, what should you know? What should be our main ammo. list that we're buying all the time? Yeah, ammo for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just ammo. Hey, cheap is stack cheap. Do what? Is it? I said buy. Oh no, go ahead. I said buy it cheap and stack it deep. Yeah, yeah, very true. I mean, once you kind of like, you know, it's like the way I look at it, and I guess a lot of shooters do. You have your core group of firearms that are like, these are my guns. Like, mm-hmm. these are my, you know, part of the expression. Go to war rifle mm-hmm. or pistol or whatever. You know, this is like my guns that are here for a practical purpose, mm-hmm. and that's what you, you know, stockpile ammo and magazines and everything you need for. And then the other stuff is just kind of like, whatever. I mean, I, I've got I've got guns that I probably have thirty rounds of ammo for, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, a three hundred three infield and stuff like that. You know, that doesn't matter. Oh, okay. So like, so like five five six. That's what I like. You know, that's what I have a lot of. Right. Okay. So and if if um, if folks are joining us and they don't realize, you do a lot of the camera work for Hickok, right? right. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise we oh. will be seeing like a crotch shot, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, people don't realize how tall Dad is because I'm the same height, so it's like just, yeah. And the, and the table, the shooting table, he built that obviously for himself, so it's right. really tall. It's so everything much. looks in proportion. Yeah. Right. Everything is big. You know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have to I have to ask a question. Okay. Was your is is your mother a tall person? Uh, she's like five eleven. So, oh, yeah. So yeah, oh, for, yeah. For, for a female, wow. that's tall. Yeah. female, she's tall. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Are you taller than Hickok or shorter? Uh, people tell me that I am, but like for the longest time, like he was like six eight and a half, mm-hmm. and I was always when I'd get measured, I was like right at six eight, almost exactly. Oh, okay. Uh, but you know, as he's gotten up in years, that's what, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> old age <laughs> yeah you gotta tell him to you know drink those insurers or something like that he might yeah he might, he might i'll never have. say i'll never say that i'm taller than him though okay all right cool yeah that's the thing i think so to, when you meet your fans right you guys have a lot of fans i'm sure one they don't realize how tall you all are you're like freaking highlanders or something that there, there can only be one <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, what are the other things that people don't realize? Like maybe people don't even realize that you're the guy behind the camera. You have your own YouTube channel. You do your own thing that we're, we're going to get into here. But what are the things that people just don't realize whenever they meet you guys? Um, I guess that's probably the big one, you know, mm-hmm. just how, like, how tall we are. They ask us a lot of questions like about the range, you know, how far away the targets are, mm-hmm. you know, things like that, like where we're from and, you know, mm-hmm. all the all of that type of stuff questions about specific guns and things but I, I, probably that is the biggest yeah. thing because we kind of are just like who we seem like mm-hmm. on video except for the height part so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's um so what do people think about the range do they think that those that the steel's not really that far it's like an optical well we've had to tell people so many times people freak out about the gong uh, mm-hmm. like it's the most impossible <laughs> target in the world but it's, it's like it's a giant circle it's like two feet wide Okay. <laughs> it's at 80 yards like the the red plates as you know like we have the red plates up but those are much harder to hit mm-hmm. everyone always talks about the gong you mm-hmm. know but the yeah. gong is just there because it's like for a long range target it's easy to hit oh okay okay um i don't know this feedback coming from somewhere i don't know who who necessarily that is so um 
Well, I was going to ask you something about the. Uh, what is it? Was that deliberate? The the way of setting up the range because it seems to me like one of the things that people like about the channel is it's the same setup all the time, and obviously let's let's take out like how tall you guys are, how big the hands are. There's like this universal aspect to the range and what you're shooting and kind of like that's what people right. realize because I think even somehow you guys were in some kind of game. The range was in some kind of game uh, based on that. Oh right? yeah, it's like it, somebody. Yeah, they didn't like have our permission or anything. Oh. It's different enough, I guess, and it wouldn't be worth it to like do anything about it. But yeah, some some VR game company made like a version of, of our range. That's uh, really cool. Yeah, yeah it's it's kind of cool. It'd have been nice if they had talked to us. Yeah, I'm saying get some royalties. <laughs> yeah, especially if it was like real successful. I don't know how big it is, but mm -hmm. you know, it is yeah. what it is. I yeah. thought it'd be cool, like if you know, Call of Duty or something, they'd have like a training, <laughs> you know. Like down, you, you could know, voice over thing. somebody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that I've always felt like, you know, we talked about that for years where we, when we do reviews on guns and stuff, it's kind of like, uh, you know, like we have the variable, which is the guns, and then the constant would be the range and dad. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's mm -hmm. like those things being kind of the same, you can get some, maybe some idea, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, but it's like I was at like movie critics, you know, they're all going to have different opinions. Like you're crazy if you watch one re gun review and make your decision based on that. You know? Yeah, absolutely. You watch a bunch of different people. Yeah. Do, do, um, have you has it ever happened to you that, um, you know, someone looked at your review, bought something and then you see them somewhere and maybe they don't like it and they're mad at you? <laughs> because <laughs> they never said that but probably <laughs> the, i'm sure it's happened yeah that's the thing because for me i don't even like the idea of reviews i'm trying to tell people yeah. in, my, in my videos where we're shooting stuff we're just it's just me hanging out or me and babyface walter or whoever is on the range with us we're just hanging out shooting this thing and i'm thinking people are going to look at a lot of different data and make up their own mind i don't want to be responsible for, it's like solely responsible for your purchase, but I get you know right. can't I don't know if you yeah. can escape that or not. Yeah, I know with the terms it gets weird because it's like you know review t are you testing it you know mm -hmm. what you know and it's like it's kind of like one of those things where it's like kind of my opinion is just kind of call it whatever you want and mm -hmm. people can kind of see what it is uh, for themselves. You know, like what well, we always say we're like this is one gun, this is one example, you know, of this gun doing this. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's like. Like thing I always like to bring up is we got burned on that uh, UTS uh, 15, remember that shotgun? Yeah, the UTX, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, the bullpup. Yeah, we got burned hard on that thing because we got it and it, we didn't like it, mm -hmm. for, you know, really, because it was like really light and mm -hmm. just beats the hell out of you and it's kind of awkward to use, but it worked. Like it, mm -hmm. ours worked mm -hmm. and uh, we got to do the video kind of early on it because we happened to know these guys that are Turkish that run a gun shop in uh, Nashville. Oh, okay. Well, it was actually called Nashville Gun Shop. And they were like, you got to try this shotgun. And I was like, all right. We did a video. The thing worked. And then everybody else made videos and showed it like broke and it was unreliable and all this yeah. stuff. And it's like, you know, yeah. and that was like a big eye opener for us. I think that happens sometimes that because um, it came from the gun shop. So you never you guys didn't deal with the company, right? No, not at all. Yeah. They didn't even know about it. They just were like, hey, check this out. Like, okay. Yeah. So that could happen sometimes. These are mechanical things. And even bad mechanical things, a couple of nice ones could go out there. People could get their hands on it. And then everyone else is sucks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like ever since then, we try to be more clear. Like, look, this is just one gun. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if we have problems with it, it doesn't mean it's bad. If, if, 
if it works great, doesn't mean it's good. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think you guys probably have the. Um, I'm trying to think if anyone has. I think you probably have the biggest library of gun videos. Possibly, uh, yeah. That's, that's kind of what we always stuck to, just cranking out the guns. Yeah, yeah. Are you keep? Are you are you all keeping up the same pace? Because um, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Are, are you? Are you that on your side of what you do? Are you that much into the guns, or are you more into the comedy stuff? I know you're you're into doing stand up and things like that. Yeah, well, it's like uh, here lately, I've been more uh, doing stand up and stuff. But yeah, I mean, Dad, like we do the videos. Dad does the research and all that stuff on the guns. But you know, I'm there and shooting them and stuff like mm -hmm. that too. So I mean, I I have some perspective obviously on it. And then if I'm doing the video on it, I do I do the research and, mm -hmm. and all that. Um, okay. But yeah, but a lot of my time here lately has gone to uh, doing stand up. Oh, okay, very cool. How 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 did this stand up thing come along? The reason why I'm asking that was kind of always my secret dream. I always wanted to be yeah. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> if I could like, if I could press a button and have any career. You know, I would go for comedian, but Lola says I'm not funny, mostly because when I'm trying to tell jokes, I crack my own self up, which yep. I guess is not like I've looked at some of your because uh, if anyone goes to uh, it's John Hickok is your channel. Right. Right. So if you guys go there, you've got some uh, snippets of, of your stand up routine. You are super serious yeah, when jokes. you're when you're doing your routine. I noticed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just like. Yeah, kind of a little bit dry, I guess, is how I am. Yeah, yeah. But. No, I think that's good. I was looking at it, I was thinking, I was like, oh, that's what you're supposed to do to be funny. You can't be telling your own jokes and laughing at your own stuff while you're telling it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and everybody has a different style, you uh -huh. know, like, uh, like look at, like, Norm MacDonald versus Dane Cook. Yeah. as like, the opposite ends of the spectrum, mm -hmm. you know, on that. Yeah. It's, but, yeah, I got, I've always been a fan of stand-up and, mm -hmm. uh, and kind of like you, I want, always wanted to try it, but never like had the guts to do it. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, one of the things that like helped me pull the tr trigger on it was when uh, I started doing more videos on the main channel and stuff. And I realized that like, you know, I'm I no matter what happens, like there's always going to be Hickok 45 videos made, whether Dad's doing them or I'm doing them mm -hmm. down the road. Uh, but people are always going to see me as his son and compare me to him, mm -hmm. no matter what. It could be a hundred years from now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you oh know, yeah. Uh, I'm, you know, embodied in a Android Google made robot, <laughs> you know, laser guns. Yeah, they're still they're making money. Yeah. You might as well just three D three D scan them. Still man. bring up my dad. They're gonna be like, yeah. "Where's your dad?" But you know, why didn't they bring him back with the new technology? Yeah, uh, yeah. So I was like, I gotta, I gotta do something that is completely like just kind of on my, my own, and that was what kind of helped me, uh, you know, make that leap. And then once I got into it, then I was hooked. Okay, so um, what were like what were your influences as comedians, and what was the thing like? How did you actually first uh, get on get on stage? Was that in school? How how did that happen? Uh, well, I first started like about four and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. it was the first time I went up at an open mic. Uh, yeah, I was always into uh, like George Carlin and uh, Bill Hicks and Bill Burr, okay. Louis C.K. Aside from the you know stuff, he, uh, aside from all the controversy, he's one of the greatest mm -hmm. uh, uh, stand-ups of all time. Just mm -hmm. just pure when it comes to like purely stand-up, like his writing and stuff is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Norm Macdonald, of course, and, uh, and a bunch of younger up-and-comers I really like too, like uh, uh, Mark Norman and uh, Tim Dillon, uh, Andrew Schultz. If you know about some of those mm -hmm. guys, but. Um, some of them sound familiar. I don't know. You guys could tell me. I mean, obviously, Norm Macdonald. I'm from the 80s, man. I'm kind of old. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably closer <laughs> I'm probably closer to your dad's age than your age. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm kind of old school, so I'm kind of like probably a Norm McDonald kind of guy, you know, in, yeah. in that vein. So right. Yeah. So where did yeah, you I'll, go ahead? I would say I just always like the just the good writing, you know, the really good writers mm-hmm. and, and jokes, punchlines. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never been as crazy about where it's just like funny stories. You know what I mean? It's like I want jokes, mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of how I write too. Oh, okay, okay. So, um, so now for the folks out there, so you're you're doing this professionally, I'm assuming, right? No, no, no. Oh, no. okay. No, it takes a long time. It takes like ten years for most people to be professional. Okay. Like I've gotten paid doing comedy, of course, but it's mm-hmm. not. I couldn't do it full time if I wanted to. Oh, okay. On what frequency do you do it? Are you every day, once a almost, week? Almost every night. Yeah. Every night. Oh, Ow. Okay. Just about every night. Yeah. Oh. Well, at least before the uh, the lockdown. The, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say. Um, so, uh, Walter, why are you showing us paper? Toilet paper. Come, it comes packed yeah, with you your. You haven't uh, seen that already. You, it comes packed with your ammo now. From the ammo boxes. And, <laughs> oh, you're gonna uh, use that paper from the ammo boxes to clean. Yeah, that's right. Okay, you got a little you, bit of Russian recycle. Some kind of Russian you know? disease. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Russian corona. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, that's not. Uh, I don't think that's gonna work. I don't think that's gonna work, Walter. That's kind of <laughs> well. That's I got a little bit more. Usually, I need a little more surface area than this, right? Here. What about what about those little like cardboard things that sometimes ammo comes in where yeah. it's like, you know, what I'm yeah. saying it's like this. Oh my gosh! No, no, no! Just go those get some kind of- leaves from outside, please. Get leaves, okay? Go old school. Uh, so where can people? So you're saying you're going on stage every night? Where are you doing that at one place? Are you doing it? Or- uh, this is like. Uh, Mostly, I'm I'm what we would call an open micer for the most part because I most most of my stage time comes from open mics, mm-hmm. and I do shows like uh, it kind of varies. Like sometimes I go on the road and I'll do like you know five or six nights in a row of shows, mm-hmm. uh, or I may go a couple weeks and not have a show, mm-hmm. uh, or it'll be like once a week or every two every. Week. It's just it's sort of random right now because I'm not like on the circuit mm-hmm. yet. Okay, uh, I'm kind of working my way in. Uh, okay, do you but, do? Um, I have to say I have to ask these questions. Do you do tall jokes? <laughs> I do. I have, I have two in my act, actually. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and do you pick on little people? <laughs> uh, not, not yet. <laughs> okay. 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 Not yet. Okay. So eventually, <clears throat> want to have a good enough bit for it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, what is the like? What is the career path for that? I don't know. How long have you been doing um, every night? And what is the path for that? Do you just do it until you get an agent or? Um, how exactly? Uh, it's, it's like a few different ways, especially nowadays mm-hmm. with like new media and stuff. Uh, as far as how long I've been doing it, so I've been I started four and a half years ago, and as far as the, like going up almost every night, uh, that's definitely that's been solid for like the past two years, mm-hmm. and it's been kind of a gradual on and off build up, you know. Because uh, the first year or two, like you're still kind of trying to figure out if you think you're going to be able to do it or not. It's a it's you know it's it's rough. It's mm-hmm. a rough thing to subject yourself to mm-hmm. if you aren't like insanely determined to do it you know yeah that's uh that's, that's serious uh, mm-hmm. it is it's it's a big commitment because the thing is like open mics are four minute sets so Ooh. you're bouncing around different because i'm usually doing multiple spots a night mm-hmm. and you're bouncing around to different bars you're waiting like hours watching you know brand new people trying it on their new year's resolution and stuff doing hack jokes from memes and you just got to right. watch it over and over and over and then you're like exhausted by the time you know, you even go up and you still got to focus and work on your new stuff and you got to write every day. It's like, it's a huge 
undertaking that people don't really realize until they get deep enough into it. Yeah, it, looks, it seems like it's a real craft <clears throat> and a real profession. Do you do? What's, uh, go ahead. What's the writing process like? Yeah. How long does it take you to to come up with ideas? Oh, it's writing as hell. I, I love it, but it's tough. It's like, mm-hmm. um, it's either there's kind of like two aspects. There's like if I'm trying to come up with something completely out. It happens in three ways, uh, at least for me. And I think most people could, would have this experience. Uh, they're sitting down, staring at a blank page, just just trying to come up with stuff, like thinking about something you're interested in, like or what's funny about that. Just completely like out of the blue. That's the hardest way, but you kind of have to do that. You know, if, if you're going to really like have some volume of material. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of the other ways is you write on, you work on stuff you've already got, right? So you already have a joke and then you add a line to it and you build it, you know, and add things to it. And it's like, like kind of like a tree, you know, just like little branches, you know, and uh, all that kind of stuff. And then uh, one of the other ways is it just comes to you spontaneously. Like you'll just be having a conversation. You'll be like, oh, that's funny. And then you write it down and <laughs> maybe you can do something with it or whatever. Uh, or you just be taking a shower and you think of something and, and you're like, oh, that's good. So you have to repeat it in your head over and over for the next 10 minutes of your shower so you can write it down and get it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've forgot stuff like, oh, man. Like, have so you ever, have you ever forgotten something? important before I don't, this, i'm sure this isn't just a comic thing like you forgot you remember thinking of something and then you thought about a bunch of other things and realized like oh that you forgot that thing so you literally like had to retrace like 15 minutes of thought mm-hmm. to try to go back yeah and find yeah that idea and just to find that it sucked <laughs> that drives me that drives me the most crazy immediately when i wake up so if i'm dreaming i have these by the way my dreams are brilliant i could solve like all the problems of the world while i'm sleeping you know then and then i wake up you're a politician then okay because they're all sleeping yeah i wake up and i'm like that was so awesome i just had a great idea for a movie i saw everything in my mind and the the, when you wake up it all starts to like flush away you gotta keep a journal that's why you have a journal next to the bed (laughs) yeah but some people have Journal, some yeah. people have guns. Yeah, the, right, right. the brain is up, but the hands aren't working necessarily yet. You know, those yeah. kinds of things. I think, like, what I do a lot is take a lot of notes on my phone. Yeah, that's what I do. That's yeah. Smart. I wish you could tell Siri to take notes from the shower. That would help. But, <laughs> yeah, um, it would. Yeah. But right she, in the rain pad. Yeah, a rain pad probably would help. But, <laughs> yeah, every time I try to tell Siri to take notes, she's like, you got to unlock me first or something. Something crazy uh, yeah. like that, you know? So it's like, what is the point of this technology? Um, yeah. Let's see. There's some questions for you here. If you guys have questions, let me know here. I'm going to start going through this. Uh, Len Holt says, how does he handle hecklers? Hecklers? I don't get a lot because I'm very, yeah. a very uh, large presence on stage. I was going to say, because you're 6'7 and, and Sasquatch. Is that why you're being so you're serious? Like, you're like, don't mm-hmm. even try yeah. to heckle me, dude. I'm going to crack your skull. This yeah. might surprise some people. Um, when it comes to hecklers, so people see those heckler videos online mm-hmm. of hecklers being destroyed by comedians, right? Mm-hmm. They're like super viral, a lot of them. It's kind of like cops. Like you see the ones that went great. A lot of the time it doesn't go well because someone who's like heckling you at a comedy show, a lot of times it's just a drunk idiot. Mm-hmm. And no matter what you say, they're just going to keep just saying stuff. Yep. And unless someone kicks them out, like it's just hard to win. So a lot of times you want to deflect you know, so some guys like you're telling a joke and he's like, ah, that's not true. 
you're like, oh, this guy really knows what he's talking about, doesn't he? You know, they just kind of like yeah. just something to kind of deflect. You don't if you attack them, then they feel attacked and they have to come back at you. But if you can kind of yeah. deflect and move on, especially if you're getting a laugh, mm-hmm. then it's like it's too loud in there for them to say anything. You so it's just kind of you want to stick and move. Uh, if someone is just really being rude, like say something funny, you know, then then you kind of have to like, you know, go in. And, trash their appearance or something like yeah. that yeah, well, but say say something funny what's your name <laughs> yeah, exactly. but it's, it's it doesn't happen very often yeah it all seems it all probably seems easy until you get up on that stage and oh then, god and then you, and then you just have to do it. yeah yep. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah yeah even doing like youtube doing youtube uh what we're doing right now or the videos that we all do right that's completely different from getting up in front of a crowd yeah, it is. In some ways, it can be harder, you know. Like, uh, like with stand up, it's like you have such an immediate feedback. As soon as you say something, you can just feel how the audience reacted to it without even hearing them, mm-hmm. you know, do anything. It's just like this weird, if you've been up in front of a bunch of people, you mm-hmm. just feel how people are feeling. It's really strange. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but on YouTube, it's like no, you know, you just, you don't get anything yeah. until you post the video. So it's like yeah, it's hard. Yeah. On YouTube, you know you're awesome until you look until you're going to edit that video. <laughs> yeah. You got five. Yeah. You got five views. Yeah. 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 When, when people, maybe like, I, go ahead. I thought stand up would like help me with like being on camera and stuff, and maybe a little bit, but mm-hmm. like in a way, it almost makes it harder because that's like I just feel like I'm bombing the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you have no feedback. Yeah. 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 It's it is it's a completely different experience when you have to get up uh, in front of people and do it. So Elfster's Rifles and Reloading says this. Uh, he says Joe Rogan recommends getting really, really high. Laugh out loud. Gun guys can't do that. Can't do that. Yeah. 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 That's not an option for the gun folks out there. Right. No, they can't. Yeah. Yeah. So they, also, uh, some of my friends who do that, they say it doesn't actually make you as good as you think it would on oh, stage. See, that's like I'm I'm like way more attractive when I'm drunk, of course. <laughs> right. In, in reality, it's not, never the case. Yeah. Just a lovering idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I, like completely uh, sober. Maybe like I like to have. I'll have like a beer if I'm doing a show. I'll have a beer or something just to kind of keep my, mm-hmm. you know, just have something to drink. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I like to be just basically sober you know yeah I'm, I'm i know that there's probably a lot of rock stars and all, all kinds of different entertainers that make it look like drugs somehow uh foster your creativity the reality is no so like when i used to do hip-hop music um i remember guys coming to record in the studio they're supposed to be great rappers and they're like taking drugs or whatever and then can't do anything it makes you impotent Creative, can't remember creative. their lines. Yeah. Well, they can't think of anything. They can't be. I think a lot of creativity comes from pain and suffering and all those kinds of things. And probably comedy has something to do with that. I don't know what you think about that, John. Yeah. Well, I know Doug Stanhope used to say uh, something like, you know, Doug Stanhope is a comedian. I've, I've heard that like, name. Yeah, Stanhope. Well, he would say this is just his his process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he would say. Uh, uh, I write stoned, I edit with cigarettes, and I perform drunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I <it> die young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's still alive somehow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. St- Stan Hope, I think well, I hear at, about him on Rogan. Yeah, look at yeah. Belushi, you know. Mm-hmm. He's an Belushi alcohol. was like, you yeah. know, uh, 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 one of those c- comedic geniuses, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Um, but a little bit too much, uh, a little bit too yeah. much uh, yeah. fun. So, yeah. That's something I've learned being on the road is like, it, you got to be 
uh, you can't just be like getting drunk every night. It's got to be sustainable, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Like Chris Farley and all these guys. It's it's such a long haul. If you want to make a career out of uh, show business, you gotta you gotta be sustainable. Yeah, I think it's also um, more difficult now as well. Um, yeah. To because there's so much more competition and things like that. So there's one thing of having the talent and the skills. And then there's a the hard work, and then there's also the hustle that has to go into that. And I think if you're getting yep. into a lot of these things, you could be the most talented person. You won't necessarily last that long. That's There's lots of talented people leaving the world because of all the drugs and things like that they're doing. And then other parts of yeah. their life spin out of control. Yeah, yeah. The, you got to have the balance, absolutely. Like, being good isn't enough. Like, I, I've known so many people uh, in comedy that are very, very funny people, but they don't they don't work. They don't like go out of town and do shows and they don't like promote themselves. It's like, it's not like the fifties, some guy with a fat guy with a cigar isn't going to like show up in the back of your show. Ah, like, Mr. Big, that's yeah. Mr. Big. You're the man yeah. now for you, son. <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah, like that anymore. That yeah. But yeah. you mean, I mean, I mean, it's not like, uh, uh, Wayne's world. Right. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. And that's not necessarily a good thing. If someone makes you, they could break you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got to remember. My, that. my plan is I, a lot of this probably got derailed because of everything being uh, canceled. But I'm planning on uh, was and maybe still am. I don't know. Planning on putting out. I'm calling it a micro special. Okay. That I'm gonna put out. It's gonna be like seven minutes of material that I'm gonna have uh, professionally recorded. Um, mm-hmm. And I was planning on putting it out at the end of the year, mm-hmm. but we'll see what happens oh okay okay cool when uh when when you do that let us know okay walter is apparently over here um saving up all his paper for the this was from a box of wolf this is from a box of wolf ammo so okay the wrapper on the outside a little more user-friendly i think yeah you're gonna get russian aids (laughs) (laughs) oh i took the staples out you gotta be careful you might get a staple yeah listen that stuff is like sandpaper walter (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, you know, have yeah. How smooth do you need yeah. your butt to be? <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Whatever. Walter yeah, is trying whatever. to do his part. Walter's trying to do his part. Um, That's comedic, right? That's funny, right? Come on, come yeah. on, laugh. See, laugh. Um, I think, as you can see, everyone wants to be a comedian. Everyone wants <laughs> well, to be a comedian. That's how you get the ladies. Well, you know, the funniest people aren't comedians. That's the that's the truth of it. Really, stand-up comedians are just. People who are funny that work the hardest, like the funniest people, are people who are not comedians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, actually, I stole this gimmick with the toilet paper from some other, somebody else on the internet. Actually. Oh, see that, Walter? <laughs> another gun person already posted stuff. Like that me. is the worst thing to do in comedy to steal other people's jokes. Yeah. Well, if if they don't, if I, if nobody knows who they are, who's who they are, then right? Does it matter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'll wind right? up. It'll right? wind up. Know, I'm telling you. I've got friends, and I know them. They are comedy nerds out there, like you wouldn't believe. They know every yeah. joke. Yeah, yeah. Every <laughs> comedian. You never saw that video of Joe Rogan. Uh, who was it? Carlos Mencia. Carlos Mencia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Walter never. Walter yeah, his, didn't see that. His name is His name is Mud now. Yeah. Stealing jokes. No, that's no good. That's just like in hip hop, biting somebody's lines. No, no, no. Yeah. Don't steal someone's lines. You also can't have a ghostwriter, apparently, but. You know, you should do like what you have to do in hip hop now is what the mumble rappers do. Just mumble stuff and you don't don't have to write. Yeah, that's the way to do it right now. Listen, when you so when you do that, um, are you going to put that out on on your YouTube channel? It's going to go on the main TikTok channel. 
Oh, oh, it's going to go on the main oh. channel. Okay, awesome. Yeah, it's going to be mostly gun material. Oh, cool. Yeah, because some some people were asking here. Uh, Len Holt wants to know if you have coronavirus jokes or is it too soon? And then Keith Greg- it's never too soon. <laughs> Keith, no. Keith Gregory says, ask him his favorite gun joke. So, um, so I have a really stupid coronavirus joke. You okay. hear it? Yeah, let's hear it. Sure. Let's hear it. This is As comedy. A, this is comedy. Someone who writes, someone who writes comedy, see, like stuff that goes in my act or that I try actually try on stage. You know, it goes in my phone and I, you know, work on it privately. But I have all these jokes that just get churned up. You know, just in the process of looking for good jokes mm-hmm. that I just like torture my comedian friends with. And this is one of those. Okay. All right. All right. Like, I would never tell this on stage, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, uh, did you guys hear about the uh, that new strain of the coronavirus down in Mexico? No. Did you guys hear about no, it? No, no, it no, apparently, no. it only affects like it only affects your eyes. Eye corona. <laughs> dad jokes. It's a dad joke. That's a dad joke. Yeah, you need to do a book of dad jokes. <laughs> yeah, I write so many of those. Like I've got this friend, uh, one probably one of my best, if not my best the best friend I have in comedy. Mm-hmm. And he's like this ultimate comedy nerd, right? So like jokes like that, like he's such a connoisseur of comedy that, that jokes like that like actually hurt his brain. <laughs> <I swear. laughs> uh, the other day I got him, I was like, did I tell you about my friend that works at a, uh, at a farm? And he was like, he falls for this stuff every time too. It's like, mm-hmm. I got this friend that works at a farm and uh, works at a, a beet farm. And I was like, never tell you about him? He's like, no, no. Like, yeah, he... Um, He's in charge of, uh, like, once they pick all the beets, he's in charge of uh, packaging them, uh, you know, rounding them up and then, you know, packaging them up uh, for distribution. They, they call him the beatboxer. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> he got so bad. You, <laughs> he got so bad. Did you, have you guys heard about the, the uh, patient um, who went to his doctor wearing cellophane pants? No, cellophane oh. pants. Okay. <laughs> doctor looked at him and said, I could clearly see your nuts. <laughs> oh boy this is gonna this is going <laughs> yeah this is yeah i know i know i know this is gonna go downhill real fast <laughs> it's gonna... i'll tell you who's great hey so... you don't have to worry about me i'm out of that joke thing so you know <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna i'm just gonna keep loading mags i'm sure you're gonna have some jokes walter i'm pretty sure you're gonna have some jokes <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh, you gotta look up uh norm mcdonald's uh like Tonight Show appearances, mm-hmm. like like when he's on the couch, not mm-hmm. when he's like doing stand. Oh, he's funny, man. He, yeah. Oh, he's so funny, and he always like takes like street jokes, like like old jokes that right there, like everyone knows from like for who knows how long ago, mm-hmm. and he'll take them and like normize them, and like mm-hmm. make take like a simple joke and then make it like really long to where mm-hmm. you're like, where the hell is this going? And then it ends in this like stupid pun. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, yeah. you. You feel like you're walking around in circles. I like Norm Macdonald, and there's a series of videos on YouTube about this of him flirting with like super hot starlets on that couch. Yeah. It's amazing. It shows you the power of comedy that you can be a very unattractive man, but if you can make a superstar chick laugh, you're good. Yeah. You're good. You look at those things. You're like, oh, Norm was all the way in that night. You know what oh I mean? yeah, he's the best in yeah. the game at that. Yeah, I mean, he just he oozes funny. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like have you seen? Uh, he has a funny thing on the coronavirus. It was like, yeah, normally does not ever post his stand up online unless it's something he's like professionally putting out. Mm-hmm. Um, but he uh, his last set, I guess, before everything shut down, it was at the Improv, I think, in California. And you can mm-hmm. find it on on YouTube, and he's just like riffing 
it's clearly like not anything prepared. He's like riffing about the coronavirus and mm-hmm. all this stuff. It's it's really funny mm-hmm. to check it out. Yeah, Norm Macdonald, very funny man. That's you know, I don't know. Um, like depends on the age group of the folks out there, but um, I you know what I actually I like every age group like him yeah i think so but i actually like the older comedy before everything got politically correct yeah 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 Yeah, absolutely yeah political correctness has kind of like messed up comedy where nobody is safe yeah nobody now you've got to apologize for stuff like you know like eddie murphy's got to apologize for stuff he said in the 80s that we everyone laughed to everyone laughed to yeah no you don't that's the problem you don't apologize for that no i i agree with you you shouldn't apologize for it that's a time capsule of the times we were living in back then that's the truth yeah yeah (laughs) i mean now 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 it's this kind of uh this kind of dumbed down comedy and a lot of things mm-hmm. where you're scared to say things about mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. You know, I have this uh, this joke I used to do about uh, Sandy Hook. Okay, it, was like, <laughs> it didn't work. Gun guys are gonna appreciate that thing, but it, like it, 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 like it would either like do really well or it would like, like crickets and holy fall flat. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, I won't do like the whole thing. But basically, the idea is like, uh, you know, after the Sandy Hook shooting, which obviously was one of the worst. You know, things one of the worst massacres like that we've ever experienced in this country, and want to see that stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think some of the ideas were bad. You know, like um, the families filed lawsuits against the uh, company that made the rifle that was used mm-hmm. in, uh, in that shooting, which I never understood because from what I saw, the rifle did what it was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It works. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Why you? Yeah. Okay. It's a quality rifle, you know. I don't yeah. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, it's the well. See, so we know it worked too well. Not the problem. Yeah, we know as gun guys, it's not the it's not the rifle or it's not the thing. It's the person behind it, right. and you can take anything exactly. and turn it around. But yeah, I think everyone out there doesn't uh, get that or understand that. But um, when it comes to creativity, and definitely comedy falls in the category of art creativity. Um, we need this. We need this kind of stuff to help to help us laugh at things that are even painful. That are dark. Yeah. 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 Now you can make you can make paintings of you know like Jesus getting peed on and all this all these kind of weird weird things that these artists do. These mm-hmm. artists do, and that's art. Now that's right. okay. Yeah. <laughs> but if you say something about somebody or some group, then you're a bad person. Bad. Yeah. Person. yeah. Well, if you're trying to be creative, I think you should just not worry about being politically correct. Uh, I don't know if Lily Singh still has a. First of all, I don't watch the late night stuff uh, because I don't have regular TV, really. But I, I. But I don't know if you guys know this. Like, so Lily Singh. Do you know who that is, John? She was a uh-huh. YouTube comedian. Um, wasn't she like Superwoman? That was her YouTube thing. And then she actually got a, a night, sh- one of those nighttime shows. And I think it was either canceled or is about to be canceled. It didn't do that well because she's super SJW. Yeah. You know, and yeah. no one wants to see that. And I think also. No, yeah, nobody wants it. Yeah, if you do look at the stand up stuff that we're getting at night now compared to the zero, the early zeros, the 90s, the 80s, and stuff like that, now I, I can predict it. If I if I put that thing on, it, they're going to be bashing mm-hmm. Trump. So whether that's all they do, yeah, whether you like him or not, at some point it gets to be like, really, this is yeah, it's lost its uh, entertainment when, value. When there's, it's, it's, it's so funny too when there's so much comedic stuff going on with the people that they support. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, so let's pick on the guy that 
Just, yeah, anyways, you know the story. Yeah, yeah. like I, I follow uh, Comedy Central stand-up on Instagram. They have like a specific stand-up Instagram page. Mm-hmm. And God, like, just go there and look sometime. Like almost every single one of them. There are, occasionally you'll see someone that's good on there, but almost all of them, it's like they're not even jokes. That They're just saying progressive mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. that progressives agree with. Mm-hmm. And it's not even a – it's like where there's no joke here. What is, what is going on, you know? Yeah really wild yeah i don't see how that i I think if you compare it back to the heyday of eddie murphy all those kind of guys um from from back in the days norm mcdonald and all that it was equal opportunity so you took like so if you were if you went to work that day you were living your life or whatever and this was in the news whether you agreed with it liked it didn't like it or whatever you you would know that they would somehow deal with that in a funny way versus Mm -hmm. like no I'm gonna t- if I turn on the TV, they're gonna be going after Trump to show how stupid or, he is or what, what, whatever's going on there, you or know. or shitting on the country. I mean, yeah. like, a lot of comedians like to shit on the U.S. You know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, you know, and you're the, the only reason you can say what you can say is because you live here. If right. you tried if you tried that stuff, try that stuff in Iran or Cuba. See how far you last. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. we don't want to be also, those places like, either. Uh huh. To me, comedy is like if you're trying to be edgy it's supposed to be like brave to a certain degree but like Mm -hmm. these real progressive comedians act like the things they say are brave Mm -hmm. like it's not it's not brave to trash america or to like trash white people or all like everyone right right the the white folk are now the uh you know we're the i hate to say we're the enemy of the of the nation i guess Mm -hmm. to a lot of people and uh (laughs) well it's like it's a weird topic because i hate like you feel like you're some sort of like you know, alt-right sympathizer would even address it, but it's like, you know, I'm not, I don't get offended if people make fun of white people, mm-hmm. but why is that considered <laughs> uh, brave or like clever just, mm-hmm. be, you know, yeah. just because you're doing it? Like it's too, so, I don't think so, any uh, of us should get offended if anyone makes fun of who we are. If depending on where the, um, how, how can I put it? What's the intention behind that? So if the intention right. behind that is to be vicious and hurtful and, 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 you know, push a button on you and get you going, of course, that, you know, that's terrible. But if the intention behind that is to humanize us all and show like, OK, so if you're if you're making fun of someone for being black or white or woman or whatever, man, whatever it is to show how at the end of the day we're all the same, then that's a completely different thing. Right. You know, absolutely. Um, but it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's why it's not funny. You know, there, there, there's, there's certain things you can talk about and make fun of all day long, and then if you make fun of somebody, and they happen to be black, then all of a sudden you're racist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not equal. I'll tell you what I found mm-hmm. is what's really interesting is like if you do jokes that are about race that touch on race. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've done I've done plenty of those, and if you do them in front of a black crowd, they're on board, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm not I'm not racist, so mm-hmm. the joke is mm-hmm. not going to be racist. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand jokes enough to where I know what I know what I'm saying with the joke. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if you do it in front of a black crowd, they're fine, they're on board with it because mm-hmm. they can tell if you're racist or not. Yeah, the yeah, they know if it's funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, white liberal crowds because they don't know. They don't <laughs> hey, know. How could racist, you? They feel like it could be. <laughs> how could you say that about somebody? <laughs> how could you do that? <laughs> yeah, I'm offended. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you get into that same kind of trouble when you're doing like gun jokes? Um. Well, 
I've tried a lot of different gun jokes, and there mm-hmm. are only certain ones that are actually in my act, mm-hmm. and that's because they work, you know, for all the crowds that I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yes and no, mm-hmm. like the ones that are in my act, not really, because they're just just you know they're pretty universal. Like, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, some of them probably that I've tried. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So, um, and then being in Tennessee, you're probably not running into a lot of problems with that. What happens when you go like outside of Tennessee? Or do you uh, run well, into those well, issues Nashville in Tennessee? Very, yeah, Nashville's very liberal. Especially oh, yeah, okay. Nashville's. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, most of, um, you know, that's one reason I'm like kind of pr- the gun jokes that I do have in my act. I'm, I'm very proud of those because they, I do them in front of liberal audiences mostly and they, mm. and they work really well. Mm. And, uh, is that that took me a long time to, to you know to crack that nut? You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, and the liberal audience is definitely some nuts. <laughs> um, um, ask and next time you're in front of a liberal audience, ask them if they tried to get a gun during the uh, coronavirus outbreak, and yeah. did they learn about background checks and stuff? Yeah. I think of that. Yeah. Yeah. But see, also, you know, so the same along the same lines of what we're saying, what would be funny to me is actually making fun of gun guys. I would like to see you do jokes about making fun of gun guys, right? You know, because yeah, and that, that is a little bit mm-hmm. of what uh, kind of what part of my act is. Like, right. it's like I sort of, uh, you know, there's certain things I like, like I sort of like let them think that I, I sort of am the guy that I look like a little bit, mm-hmm. but also I'm not. And I sort of that put that back and forth. Like I am the guy you think, but then I'm not. I mm-hmm. am, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's sort of like how my act works right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I do want to write some stuff. Yeah. And stuff like that. Like it's sort of like, um, of course he got, he sort of canceled himself with that John Chris guy. You know, if you know, he's like a, he's like a famous church uh, comedian. It's not a circuit that I know much about, but okay. a friend of mine used to open for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was sort of his thing is he would, he was a religious guy, but he would make fun of church and church people. Church, church people. But he did it in a, from, but he did it from like a perspective of being, you know, in their group right mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it wasn't like hateful because he is a church guy you know yeah it's like the church the church lady from saturday night live yeah <laughs> right yeah because there's a lot so there's funny that stuff that we right. do as gun guys we're fun we do great we do crazy stuff well you want to do That's some great. crazy stuff Get, run around looking for ammo like you're like you're like it's the end of the world coming up now, That's that, that, right. that, I, i'm gonna tell you there's no legitimate guys running around like that for um, looking for ammo, no legitimate gun guys, yeah. in my opinion. I'm not saying there's not gun guys out there try- looking at ammo. At this point, though, if you're out shopping for ammo, you're not going to get the prices that you're used to. Yeah. So I, I'll I don't see you. Gun guys well, the funny part is now gas. Gas. They're trying to give away gasoline now. Yeah, gas is and, really cheap, and, and ammo is crazy. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, I say buy some extra gasoline. Yeah. Okay. But there's a couple of things going on with that. First of all, the Russians and uh, an OPEC have a war. They're at war with That's each other good. right now. Yeah. That's good. It's good for the. It's good for the now. Russian economy. The, yeah. the Russians have. The Russians have to sell oil to keep their economy afloat. Yeah. That's yeah. a fact. So um, they're going to do it whether they're on whether, whether the whether the uh, the ones that the Saudis are on board or not. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's. Uh, I think it's good. I don't like the idea of OPEC. At all, I don't think OPEC is. You know, basically, if if, if you don't, if you people don't understand what OPEC is, you know, it's all these different countries that sit down at a table and control the price of oil. And the way they control it is by limiting. So you know, they'll say, "Oh, we're only going to make this much oil." And of course, none of them. A lot of them, you know, they're Middle Eastern. They don't do it anyway. Africa. They- I used to live in Nigeria. Nigeria's in OPEC. No one holds up, like. 
you know, it's like the Nigerian prince thing. That's all of Nigeria. All business runs yeah. like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So no one lives up to that. I think Nigeria actually supplies 25% of the oil to America. So I don't know what the whole OPEC deal makes. And I think now they're, now they're fighting with each other to see who controls that. And it's getting so cheap that it doesn't make sense to get oil out of the ground here. Because mm-hmm. I think getting oil out of the ground here only makes sense when oil is expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, which is too bad. Yeah, and then well, yeah, because it would be nice to bring more manufacturing and resources back to yeah America. Yeah, yeah. that's 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 the main thing. That would be cool yeah. if we get that out of this crisis. That if we, um, you know, if people actually go back to making stuff here, that'll be awesome. Yeah, because well, you would think it would balance out a little bit. Like I know it would cost more because you got to pay people more, mm-hmm. but also you're going to make more too. So I mean. I, I, yeah, you you gotta there's a you gotta do a lot of things involved with this. First thing you gotta turn the lawyers off. Mm-hmm. Lawyers are one of the main problems that manufacturers go out of the country too, because you can get sued for looking cross-eyed at somebody. Uh, you true. gotta back off. You gotta back off on the environmental stuff because the environmental stuff is fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. The regulations and everything, and and it's not doesn't mean that people are gonna start polluting the environment. Mm-hmm. Make it but, more cut and dry, at least. Yeah. It making it simpler, you know. Yeah. Um, regulations. I mean, things. The regulation thing would just drive businesses out, and I can see why. I mean, um, I get it. Yeah. Uh, but Lit- also, you're, you're right. You, litigation. You litigation is a big deal. You when- can't. Every time you turn around, if you if you if somebody stubs their toe, you get sued because they were wearing your socks, or they or, yeah. or you, you know, it's like that that that's got to stop. Sorry, yeah. you know, but the system is set up for those people, for the lawyers and for the judges. So, and they're all lawyers. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I went through a divorce. So you don't have to tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I say with the elections: the only people who make any money are the people doing advertising and printing signs. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. And the they're politicians, the the politicians, yeah. they win no matter what. All these politicians yeah. that are running on the Democratic side, look at all the money they've got stacked up. You know, yeah. and you can't believe him. Even what's the name? What's the name? Uh, there was the oh man, I, I keep forgetting her name. There was the one that was from Hawaii. Tulsi Abbott. Tulsi Abbott has yeah, Tulsi. now been reprogrammed to love uh, yeah. Joe Biden. Now she loves Biden. It, yeah. You know, Hillary. Nice. Hillary came out and said she was a Russian plant. She decides <laughs> to step out, and she's like, "By the way, I'm endorsing. I'm endorsing Biden." Hillary's I insane. told you they'd all kiss and make up. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. What did you say about Hillary, John? I say she's insane. Like, at least like Bernie Sanders. I don't agree. Like, he's way off on what I believe in. But uh, at least he seems like a real person. He seems like a human being. He doesn't seem like an android like the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Hillary's probably uh, taking so many damn drugs to stay alive. Yeah. Yeah. How much do you guys want? So, do you guys think we're still going to see Hillary at some point in this election? Because I still think nah. no. I don't think so. I think she has even less of a chance than Bloomberg did. You know? mm-hmm. I think at some point, I think she's still trying to figure out how to get back in there. You know? I think you're right about that. Yeah, but. she's trying to figure out how to get in there. She doesn't want to be vice president, I don't think. I don't yeah. think she wants to be well, vice president. I told president. you how she'll do that. How, how would she do it? The president will have a mysterious death. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like all her friends do. Uh, this that'll be a real house of cards type of situation right there. Uh, well, yeah. don't I mean, put it past them. Yeah, don't Trump is gonna them. destroy Biden or uh, Sanders. Oh yeah, yeah, either one. He's not. He, this once it, just like the 16 election. Look at the rallies and the gatherings. 
Trump draws huge crowds, and people stand outside in huge crowds. Do these other people do that? Yeah. I, well, also, I think that <laughs> no. so so unless we are going to apocalypse after this, right? Unless we unless we're going to apocalypse, which I think in a couple of weeks here we're going to start because you can't keep people. People are not staying w- home for more than they're not a few going weeks to. right now. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to. Why? Why would you? Yeah. 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 This is you're my not, theory. Mm-hmm. You're not sick. Why are you going to stay home? Yeah. Go ahead, John. This is, my theory. this is my theory on what's going to happen mm-hmm. based on people I've talked to and what I've read. And we'll, we'll see how close I am. But I think that this um, quarantine is going to last a month from when it started. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've got another about three weeks of it. Mm-hmm. And then it's going gonna, it's gonna to go out the way it came in. You know, they're going to be like, okay, now you can have 25 people in a room. Now you can have 50. <laughs> now you can have 100 uh, but I don't think the virus is going to be gone. I think it will be slowed down to the point, which was their goal, so that the hospitals can like take care yeah, of set it. Up. Uh-huh. I think there's a very real possibility that almost everyone will get the virus. Mm-hmm. And whatever the death toll is is what it is. I don't think we'll be able to stop it. I think the government knows. I think they know they can't stop it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I agree Everybody with that. Did. At this point, like most people are going to have – this virus, but most people are going to be okay, and some people are going right. to die, and some people are going to get It'll be really like the sick. Spanish flu in uh, yeah. nineteen eighteen, like what two percent of the world dead. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, but in the end, just we've got a whole bunch of different viruses that we have to deal with every year. This is just going to get added to the list. Um, right now, they're trying to see, in my opinion, how far they can actually push people, and they want to see are people just going to. Sh- you know, self quarantine, social distance, or do whatever they say, and how long people do. In the middle of the summertime. Yeah. Well, I yeah. haven't done in it at all. I'm still, I'm still yeah. out. Every, gonna... Yeah, I'm still out every day doing my thing. But um, there's I'm going to work. There's a lot of people that are out there paying attention, but they want to see how long it's going to be. And who knows, man? Maybe the aliens are our overlords right now, and the reason why they're they're quarantining everyone is so they could slowly transition in human beings. You know, like. Uh, like the invasion of the body snatchers, like people are getting replaced. <laughs> right yeah. now. There's, there's, there's two alien vaccination shots right there. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I, I, I volunteer to vaccinate the aliens. Okay? Let's vaccinate Have, uh, aliens. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start off on a, on a uh, conspiracy oh boy. tangent. <laughs> Have you guys seen oh. um, ID2020.org? No. Oh. ID, what Nobody's is heard of this yet? No. What is ID. It? 2020.org. Okay, uh, Microsoft, um, Microsoft and uh, Bill Gates are fo- founding this, what they're considering revolutionary idea, where uh, it's kind of twofold. One of them is they're saying that what we should be doing is an, like an invisible tattoo, so you know if somebody's oh, no. been um, what? Uh, vaccinated for the coronavirus, so you can tell that they're safe. And then his other thought is that we need to have implantable microchips that will basically Stop. allow yeah no 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 wow. this is this is absolutely true um Auschwitz, allow you that's to, all i'm thinking right now and and allow who's going to make and who's going to make these allow your them. Yeah. history tracked when you go to wherever Mm-mm. not going to no uh, and, not going to you think this isn't, this isn't some like this is bill gates this is their foundation that's providing the funding yeah, for it's, sure it's for sure thing. this is how you force this is how you push people into doing things Right. Yeah. Oh, I got to do this just yeah. so that everyone stays safe. An example of like, oh, you need this. Then we know you're safe. From no. Mm. We know you have a tattoo. No, not going to do it. 
No. Wait yeah. for a tattoo. Yeah, it's not yeah, for a while. Right. I mean, I think, yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough to know, like, how much does the government really wish to control us? How much do they already control us that we can't do anything about? You know, it's just like, it's so messy. It's so hard to know, mm-hmm. you know? Like, there's part of me that's like, don't trust anything the government does. And then part of me is like, they're just like us. They're just like us trying to figure it out. They're making mistakes. <laughs> and we think it's evil, you know, but it's really just idiots yeah. making mistakes yeah so yeah. i don't know. So, like, so I, know so if we're looking at this i don't think the illuminati let's say let's say we're talking about the illuminati right with the conspiracies illuminati. i don't yeah. think the illuminati is necessarily the government like in terms of the government employees or the police department or whatever right, right. we we could if if there's a illuminati or people who are out there deliberately trying to control um the future and how things play out it's probably some people, and we could probably put Bill Gates and those dudes. They, they're, they're, elitist, they're elitists that think sure. they know better what's better for you. Yeah. Um, just because they is Bill Gates. Yeah. How right. can he not but know what's? You got to think about this though. What if they actually? Here's the crazy part. What if they actually do? What if they know something <laughs> that they can't tell us mm-hmm. because so, it would cause panic? So they got to steer everyone in a certain direction. Mm-hmm. You know, it's possible. They, yeah, absolutely. They didn't, oh, know, they didn't know enough to stop the virus. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. They didn't. <laughs> on, on purpose. I mean, without know? a doubt, the government is always messing around, right? That's what Iran-Contra was. That's what happened with Oliver North and lots of different situations. I, oh, I'm on a list, by the way. I don't know if you guys are aware. I'm I'm 100% now on the list. Yeah. What did you um, do? I sent list? an email to Oliver North the other day. Oh. Um, <laughs> Absolutely, because I was curious. Uh, have you guys ever heard of Rex eighty? I think it's called Rex eighty four. Was that readiness, a black project? Readiness exercise eighty four. It was a list of basically the government put together a list of a hundred thousand people that were, if there was some sort of like the world fell apart, they would round these people up and put them in internment camps. So they weren't. They were like dissidents, like government dissidents. Oh, right, mm. right, right. Um, Oliver North was the one that came up with it. Really? So I was like, I was reading about it. it it only came to light during the Iran-Contra hearings, and there's only ever been the little tiny bit during Iran-Contra that came to public. Um, so I was like, well, I'm going to go to the horse's mouth. So I sent yeah. an email. That's why like, guns are so that, important. It's the yeah. only tangible thing that we have that acts as a firewall mm-hmm. between Absolutely. all that unknown, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But yeah, I sent an email, and I was like, hey, what is this about? Because I want to hear from you. Sent, so, okay. okay, so you sent Oliver but, North an email. Did he respond to your email? God, of course not. I'm, I'm, yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> but but he, he, his response was, would you like a sweet or a yeah. double? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got some now. yeah, exactly. Are you trying to be on the list? <laughs> would you, can, do, we, do we need to make space for you yeah. automatically? What is the yeah. <laughs> They have a list of the dudes who want to be on the list. I mean, yeah. seriously. But, I don't I don't want to be left out, whatever you do. Look at Oliver North. Isn't it funny? I think I was talking about this this week in one of the uh, previous podcasts. Isn't it funny that Oliver North went to the NRA, kaboom, (laughs) went over to the NRA, done. Yep. Yep. If he's so much in the know, how he didn't know that the NRA was crashing? Maybe he did. Maybe he did. Uh, I doubt it. He did. I doubt it. Maybe he did. We don't know. I, I don't know, man. Oliver North could be deep in that, you know, in that Illuminati. Let's, you know. Yeah. That's, that feels like that feels like the NRA feels like a puzzle that we never got to finish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, because it was like, 
you know, it feels like around the time we dropped out with them, it was like, after that, it was like, okay, it's like, they won't budge, we won't budge. Yeah, they locked up, they circled the wagons and locked up everything, there's no, there's no. Yeah, there's almost going to have to be, like, another big run on guns or something, you know, Mm -hmm. for for us to really, like, be able to deal with it again, you know. I, I feel like, though, that... We will see the evidence of, of people abandoning the NRA the next time there's a big scare. Like something happens and there's like big legislation. It's like like a post-Sandy Hook or mm-hmm. a Parkland-type situation when everyone is going to these other other groups like you know GOA and mm-hmm. Second Amendment Foundation, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when they're going to realize, like, oh, where'd everybody go? You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uncle Uncle Fudd won't go anywhere. Yeah, John Crump says he's a member, and he has he's a member of the Illuminati, and he has us. And this is his this is his message from the Illuminati. He says, "We, the members of the Illuminati, watch the WMMF podcast, so you're safe." That's how we know we're not safe. Well, yeah, one thing I know is they, they didn't start no virus because the virus don't care yeah. if you're Illuminati or not. So uh, no, none of those things. It'll, do. It'll, none of those. It'll things kill do. you either way. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, none of those things do. Do you? Um, so I know when when the whole NRA thing came up, you guys put out stuff about it. You know, everyone was paying attention to that. Um, has that pretty much died down? Are you guys? You know? Yeah, like, feel like every now and then we'll, we'll get a comment and someone will like not realize we dropped them. <laughs> You know, yeah. they'll see like an old video where we talked mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. You know, give us a hard time or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's pretty much, pretty much died down. It's like one of those things where, you know, we had faith in the largest, you know, oldest gun rights organization and we knew they were having trouble, but we wanted to stay with them because we thought, like, they're it. They got to, they're going to fix it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, but then it was just like a point where, like, all right, well, they're not. So we got to. Yeah. It, how far do they have to fall before they start getting their shit together? Are they just bleed the whole place dry i i don't know um yeah i i, I don't feel like we'll ever get it together at this point really I mean, it feels like that yeah yeah how did it Wayne, like, i'm so has to retire because he's so too old to walk into the office or something yeah <laughs> how did it look for you guys i mean were you guys really like on the inside there you know how did it look because like, really. we're, we're like seeing this from the outside so just like a lot of the fans and everyone that looks at you all you guys are icons in the gun community right so, and probably some of the most recognizable people that that do what we all do here, right? So we just assumed yeah. that you were like flying around on NRA jets and in the limos <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But how, like, how did it seriously really look for you? Ancient temples. Yeah. <laughs> how did it look for no, you guys? Like, no, like we we just had contact with the their marketing team mm-hmm. and. Uh, Basically, yeah, they were real tight-lipped. I mean, that was something I noticed early on that kind of was a little weird. Is like um, when the NRA hate first started because of the bump stock thing. Mm-hmm. Like we contacted them and was like, "Hey, you know, we're getting like attacks for this. Like, what's going on? What, what, what are you guys doing? Like, trying to get some information, some reassurance mm-hmm. or whatever from them." And it was just like a very short response. Thank you for letting us know. Blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just like they wouldn't tell us any very tight lipped kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So they're very compartmentalized, like like a government organization. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So uh, we didn't really have much in until like um, right before uh, Chris Cox got booted. Um, when there was really things were really heating up and we were really like deciding, like, you know, do we 
should we stick it out with them or do we need to abandon them? Because like we were honestly thinking about whatever we thought would be best for the Second Amendment. Like our people, do we feel strongly enough that people are are wrong that the NRA isn't worth saving or whatever? You know, mm-hmm. uh, and we reached out. And to someone, and we're like, we'd like to talk to someone at the NRA. Kind of made it clear to them, like, we need to talk to someone to mm-hmm. understand what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we may leave. And then they put us in contact with Chris, Cro- Chris Cox, and we had like a phone conference with him. And and you know, like, he made me feel better about the situation. And then when he got fired and got booted, I kind of realized that you know he might have actually been kind of the good guy possibly he could have been just saying whatever he felt like he needed to say mm-hmm. you know make us still feel positive about the nra but when he got booted that was when it was really like all right yeah we gotta be we gotta be done but that was the closest contact we ever had was just was just talking to him and he didn't really tell us a lot you know what i mean you know mm-hmm. he just kind of reiterated their perspective on you know things and and stuff with the bump stock stuff and with the red flag laws and all the stuff that they were doing and like his take on it kind of was like, you know, people don't understand like what it's really like. You know, when you're actually out there lobbying with these people and all this kind of stuff. And so mm-hmm. I, I can see that, but yeah. So yeah, I mean, honestly, if, if we don't we have a lot of impact. yeah, if if we don't understand, the thing you, that they could do is <laughs> is make us understand. But I think um, probably and I told him that very yeah. thing, but mm-hmm. he was just like, now our policy is to not address criticism. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And there's probably a lot of people that worked for the NRA or were working with the NRA, right? That were trying to do the right thing. Um, but ultimately, if it comes down to if the NRA is an organization running like how Putin runs Russia, and it's really yes. just Wayne LaPierre controlling everything yep. and a few guys, there's not a lot that um, that really anyone can do about that outside of that tight circle that's truly running it um you guys weren't officially like a face of anything right you weren't you weren't officially working for them like for example how coleon noir was right no no we were just uh all we did was support a membership drive Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so like basically what we did for them was we worked out a deal where we would push people push traffic to mm-hmm. a website where you could join yeah for something that you thought hey this is the right thing we're we're all gun right. guys at the very least we're like be a member even if they're not perfect right yeah you know, but then obviously became that wasn't even yeah something we could stand behind yeah and you guys and were also, life what? members i'm not that that is oh okay yeah it's it's yeah. funny I'll how the old school I'll guys are all life members well yeah. back back yeah. when they joined up it was a reasonable seem to be a reasonable organization most of them yeah also one and of those just, nra shows they had this like huge discount for it mm-hmm. years back so a lot of people got it then yeah yeah so um i mean if you don't if you don't mind talking about this a little bit since we have you here how did it how did it feel like when everyone put the whole thing on you guys shoulders <laughs> you know so everyone was frustrated we we all couldn't talk to the NRA directly but there was obviously some people that kind of like put it all on you guys how did that feel you know inside inside the yeah. uh, camp for you that was, a, was like a terrible time for me in general cuz i was so like the um october 1st was the not the day after the vegas shooting Mm -hmm. and that was when all the bump stock thing happened and that was my first court date for my divorce oh man so literally like the worst day of my life (laughs) wow like that you know i can't give the details of that but Mm -hmm. it was a miserable day from that perspective 
And then later that day, you know, like I found out what had happened because the post that dad had made, you know, and everything. And uh, so I was like trying to back him up on that. And it was just a nightmare, you know, because our thing was like at the time, because we still trusted the NRA. Mm -hmm. uh, The time it was like, okay, they're trying to sort of like do a stick and move on the anti-gunners. And it's like a strategy, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that was like our take on it at the time, you know, and, uh, you know, so I backed that up, of course, on that, because like we're a team, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, not to get into the weeds right. of, of all kind of thing, but that, but still that, you know, what our mistakes were made and, you know, we try to do our best move, moving forward. But that was a rough time. It was because it felt like all of a sudden everybody was against us and mm-hmm. you know, everything that I felt like we had done positive for the, the gun community, you know, and everything. And then, uh you know, it was just tough to know what what to do in that did, in that situation because it was so it was you know it was just a lot of vagueness and stuff. Yeah, did you feel like all of us were looking at it that way, or all of us were thinking you guys were the bad guys, or you know, was there anyone no, was there anyone like talking to you guys in a in a listen? This is the thing about opinions, right? So Walter and I we're friends. All me and Patrick we're friends. We do we mm-hmm. we do this podcast on a regular basis. We don't freaking agree. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, no. And sometimes we argue it out and everything, but but we're friends. But it's t- so it's weird, right? Like this gun community thing, which you're yeah. a part of. You're like I said, you're like icons in the gun community. Um, how was that working? Were there people trying to talk to you guys and say, "Hey, this thing that these guys are doing is not really going to work. Here's our evidence. You know, this is what's happening." Or was it that you guys were just trying to, like you're saying, you're living your life? You know, Hickok's living yeah. his life, and then all of a sudden you're just waking up and seeing headlines or whatever. Well, I feel like part of the problem was, like, with the exception of uh, one person that we won't <laughs> we won't name. Yeah, we don't. Uh, yeah, we don't have creators. to get into naming anyone. <laughs> the, other, the other creators were, uh, you know, just voicing their opinions about it, mm-hmm. and without them attacking it, they weren't attacking us directly. But then, like, their fans mm-hmm. would come and attack us mm-hmm. based on what they were saying. So it created definitely created some tension, like myself and uh, Tim and Eric had a little bit of a blow up that we that mm-hmm. we all worked out mm-hmm. and everything is fine now, mm-hmm. you know. But a lot of it was because of that. It was just like a tense, kind of a tense time, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, you know, a mistake that I definitely made was putting was attaching what just random people were saying to you know other other creators mm-hmm. when it's it wasn't really there. The fault that other people were escalating it to the level yeah. that they did. There's always going to be people that are going to take something too far, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's so uh, easy for people on the internet to go to DefCon, especially with people they don't know. Like this whole time that I've been doing this, right? Um, I remember the first time I met you and your dad. I think it was at the bullpup shoot years ago yeah. in Kentucky. Remember Do you remember that? that? Yeah, ages ago. Yeah, I was like, turn. Yeah, now. I have a, I have a picture, and I have actually video somewhere because I remember telling Lola, I was like, listen, Lola, I don't know these guys, but I met Mac. I'm gonna go up there and start talking to Mac and schmooze a little bit with Hickok, <laughs> and I'm gonna try to like hit him with some jokes. You go and shoot some video, <laughs> you know, and make it look like I'm, you know, hobnobbing. With You're the, balling with yeah. Hickok, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you guys have always been nice. So I remember meeting you guys then. I remember, like, you know, we've bumped into you 
like SHOT Show, all kinds of different yeah. places, never um, came across as bad guys. For that matter, other people in this thing doesn't come, like people, some of us beef here, and I think what the audience out there doesn't realize, like, I go to SHOT Show and NRA and whatever other shows, it's just me a lot of times, or maybe me and Lola, um, and we all see each other, there's no shootouts, there's no fights, even with people that we don't yeah. like or don't get along with. How how do how do people just go immediately to like DefCon with someone because they don't agree with that what that person is saying or how they're looking at it? Yeah, it's crazy. Like, where's the benefit of the doubt? Yeah, you know, like, mm-hmm. like you know, try to understand someone's perspective before you just go and you know call them all all kinds of like horrible things. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Also, realize you're you're dealing with human beings that have lives and don't necessarily live inside of this every day. Although all of us, right. the second amendment means so much to us that we're here doing this. Right. Right. Exactly, but we yeah. still have to live our lives. Uh, so when you guys came out and made that statement and then I'll get off of this, I just want to, uh, I'm just curious about this. When you came, when, like I saw that video where you guys were sitting down talking about this, the thing that kind of struck me about it is that that had to be tough with all of this stuff going on to then like come out and make this video and say, hey, you know, we're looking at everything that's going on here and we've decided we're stepping away. I thought that was real big of you guys to do that because I've seen other people that if people try to tell them something, even when they see that it's clear that what those folks are saying is right, they just double and triple down on it. But but you all got together and then decided to come out and, and change everything. How How did that you know, take place. With yeah, you well, you know, we've always, whenever we would have conversations just between me and dad about the NRA and uh, our relationship with them, it was always about, you know, the Second Amendment, what we thought was the best, you know, because we, we wanted to support them because, like I said before, we're their, the largest gun organization and firearms organization. And we thought that it was a good thing for them to be strong and powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was about that, you know, it, it came to a time where we realized that, uh, we finally came to terms with the fact that they they weren't mm-hmm. good for us. You know what I mean? Uh, we kind of felt like it, it took us longer than maybe it should have to realize that. And part of that was because we thought once everyone started attacking us, it was like a us versus them kind of mentality, like like what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once we kind of realized it for ourselves, then it's like, well, we got to do the right thing. You know, a lot of people accuse us of it being financially motivated and all that kind of stuff. It's like I told people a million times. You know, we have a large enough audience where there's plenty of opportunities for advertisers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we could go with anyone that we wanted. We choose the people that we have because we like those organizations and they fit well with our channel. So there was never a, it was never a, a financial decision. You know what I mean? It was, it was what we believed in. We believed in the NRA until we did it. So. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and you're not the only ones. We the, the rest of us were all there. I know there's folks out there who were like, hey, I never trusted the NRA. And I've been hearing that this whole time. But I think we all at some point, I know I've been doing this like seven years. And from that time, we were all trying to support the NRA. And then yeah. and then all of this stuff started coming out. And we all started realizing like, oh, you know, these guys, um, whatever's going on, they're not paying attention to our feelings and um, they're not necessarily on our side. There's lots of mismanagement and, and all right. that going on in there. So we were all coming to, the, to the, these conclusions um, at the same time. So, OK, Just the fact that they didn't clean house alone, even if somehow 
Wayne LaPierre was is this saint and was doing everything right, and everyone there was doing everything right, and we're all wrong. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that they didn't still like they still should have changed some names in there, mm -hmm. you know, because the uh, the bad reputation they had was going to hurt their effectability. Mm -hmm. you know, so that's when it really became clear mm -hmm. that there's something bad going on. You know. Yeah. Yeah. They to regain some credibility. Yeah. Right. And we they have done nothing. Do that. Yeah, we see it with a lot of so there's a lot of companies. I think when things when things go wrong, they don't not just the NRA. I think there's lots of there's gun companies, lots of people. Things go wrong, they don't talk directly um, to the folks out there, and I think they could solve a lot of like we've seen that with some gun companies, right? That people get right. really mad at them and they don't try to talk directly to people. And if they did, we, there could be some kind of understanding. Like we're seeing it right. We're, yeah. we're all we've always been mad at cheaper than dirt. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, when 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 ammo gets uh, hard to buy and they jack it up to eight hundred dollars for a thousand rounds of two twenty three, shouldn't you yeah. be mad? That's too much. <laughs> like I could see raising the price a little bit. This, I kind of disagree with some people on the price gouging thing, like with the toilet paper. Mm -hmm. I think first of all, like let's say the toilet with the toilet paper stuff, mm -hmm. uh, they should limit it. I think they're starting to now, but they should yeah. limit it to like whatever one packet per customer, two packages per customer, something like that. Right, right. You right. do raise the price because the demand is so high. Just raise it a little, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, a certain percentage or something like that that's reasonable. But if you're, like, jacking it up so high, you're taking advantage of people. Now, that that is wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, but I would rather be able to buy something at a higher price and it be available to me than it's well, just not available at all. Mm -hmm. you, but, you I, could, but I saw you what could, Super Dirt was doing. That's, that's too far. Yeah. I mean, you can raise it whatever you want, and if you're dumb enough to buy it for, eight, mm -hmm. for that's $900, $900 a thousand rounds, yeah, that's on you. Go for it. Um, yeah, but, insane. you know. But some people, that's just, some people, here's the thing. Like, okay, this is, so the gun world, all of us here and the people who are in the chat, people who are looking at this, we all follow the gun world, but there's other worlds that we do not follow. Okay. Oh yeah. So we understand this, but most, but that, but we are, we are like a tiny percentage of the people in the world. Most of the people in America, for example, do not follow this on a day-to-day -day basis, and all they know is they woke up one day and the news is saying over and over again, "This is the end of the world. The whole world is on lockdown. <laughs> people are dying everywhere. You know, it's this is going to happen." And they're immediately going to panic. Now, there was nothing, there was a lot of stuff about toilet paper in the news, right? People responded to that. There was nothing about guns. How did people wind up responding in the way that they have about guns where all because the Because it's natural. You want to defend yourself. That's, you, can't, that is. You, can't, you can't stop people from stealing your toilet paper if you don't have a gun. And I, I'm fully on board with accepting our uh, our left-leaning brethren that have decided to go out and buy every gun they can get their hands yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. I am a welcome to the group. Uh, now, hopefully, you'll decide to fight for your rights instead of thinking all of us are fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, yeah I, I may or I may or may not have sold a uh, a pretty good rifle to a pretty famous comedian. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome <laughs> yeah yeah so do, are you getting are you, the past week or two yeah asking me about guns and different things it's been cool yeah so you're getting that 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 because you've kind of built this niche that you are a gun guy um, right and, and this is just people from my personal life that mm -hmm. i know personally mm -hmm. you know obviously on the internet people are hitting us up all the time but like people that i know in my life that I've met or had some interaction with, they're like not gun people. Mm -hmm. They've been reaching out to me and stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. We we had our landlord call 
and and really? I, and I, yeah and 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 I you know I, I know him but I you know not like buddy buddy but you know we're just like hey how you doing mm-hmm. and he's like well I, I like to give something you can recommend something it's like oh I don't do that first thing I didn't say that to him mm-hmm. because <laughs> everybody's different you know mm-hmm. you know how that goes mm-hmm. I said well what, are you familiar with guns at all oh shotguns and I've got a 410 shotgun and this that and the other and it's like well you know this is not the time to be buying a gun first thing probably. Um, you know, even if you get a gun, you won't be able to get any ammo for it. Yeah. So yeah. it won't be. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, go look on the internet, look at the reviews, look at people's videos, and then I can get anything you want. Yeah. Just talk to me. But it's kind of so. okay. Well, it's kind of late at this point. Right. To right. Do yeah. It. Right. Right. Yeah. Because so, for example, the a lot of the ammo stores, uh, ammo manufacturers, I think was it Hornady? Hornady put out a video which goes in line of what we're saying. Like, I commend them to actually make a video and talk to their customers. Um, you know, at least well, that's a, a step in the right direction. But a yeah. lot of companies are saying that you can order this ammo. It's going to be weeks before it can be manufactured they, and get to you. Mm-hmm. The ammo companies have, they're going to make X amount this year mm-hmm. of this, X amount this year of this. Mm-hmm. And that's their quotas. And that's what they do. Um, that's what happened with the 22. Remember how you couldn't get 22 and people were paying crazy money for 22 long rifle? That's why I say the toilet paper shortage will last a while mm-hmm. because the toilet people can afford it. it. Yeah, yeah, but toilet pa- but toilet paper is a lot easier to make than ammunition. So, um, yeah, that's <laughs> true. I mean, a, the factories are a certain size. And yeah, on the right. Yeah, they're you know they're making they might be making toilet paper one day and paper towels the next and mm-hmm. you yeah. know and tampon. I don't know, you know, but yeah, I, I just I was just saying you know the chicks better buy the feminine stuff. Don't worry about toilet paper. Just get the <laughs> yeah. get the good. You know, the- we are definitely gonna get a run on twenty two again. So. Think about Stop that. saying that, Hank. That's okay, the re- this is the reason. Stop re- propagating that, Jesus. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm just. I'm trying to help people out because you could still get Don't it. Don't help still- people and make them go get it. Stop. Okay, let me just explain to you. When when they start making more ammo, they stop making 22. Stop! Okay. You gotta understand what you're doing. Stop it. They don't make that on the. It is. They don't it make. It's weird that 22 sells in like a a crisis situation like this because. You know, well, nine and five, five, six, or seven, six, two by thirty-nine. Like combat calibers is what you want. You know? Yeah, um, I, I carry know, my man. revolver in single action. Says lots of twenty-two on the shelf. Twenty-two is probably um, the most practical ammo. Um, it is. Patrick, it's the Patrick, most practical. tell him you can put fifteen rounds in that Merlin lever action. Well, I can't right now. And, and, it's, it's, and if I thread the end of that barrel and put a can on there, really I can take it. I can take anybody's gun. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anybody's gun. So, yeah. and very quietly, yeah. by the way. Matt so. Morrison says I'm fear mongering. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but think about it. Twenty two is is the most twenty twenty two is the most practical thing. It's the best ammo for the uh, for any apocalypse. Twenty two. Um, I, I can always get a weapons upgrade with that twenty two. Uh, it's, it's so unreliable, though. That's my. It is. Uh, yes, but. But yeah, in a semi-auto, no. Yeah, but listen, you can use it to hunt. You can use it to some extent for defense. It's not the best. I'm, it's not the best defensive, but it's cheap, lightweight. You can carry a bunch of it. You can use it to hunt. You know, there's all these different uses that 22 has. So ultimately, if let's say we go full apocalypse here, you know, you can't stay. Don't think about. You're not going to be able to shelter in place and all that 
past a certain point. <laughs> Unless you live, if you live in the country, you're gonna you're gonna have a lot, lot more time. If you live in the city, then whatever. You might as well run from the city right now. But yeah, run for us. Yeah, <laughs> but it's 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 to me, it's just the most practical thing. You can carry a lot of twenty two. You're not gonna oh, be man. able to take your ten thousand, twenty thousand rounds of five five six. <laughs> no, no, no. You're All not. I need is my. <laughs> Uh, 50 rounds of 50 BMG in my barrel. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, if, if it comes to that, then I break out the APIT. And yeah. everything, everything's burning then. So, if you yeah. shoot a rabbit with that, it comes cooked. Yeah. Are you ready to eat? And I know yeah. where it's at because of Tracy. The original MRE. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know. So, do you got, what do you think, John? What's, the, what's your odds on we're actually going apocalypse here? Uh, I think like actual apocalypse, I think zero, zero percent chance mm-hmm. of an actual apocalypse. I think worst case scenario that's realistic would be like a like a serious economic downturn um, and just serious like economic crisis could happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but once 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 the uh, the fear of the virus goes away. The economy, be, the, the economy comes back. It's not I like think people are going to be desperate to go out and go to dinner and go do regular things. People yeah. will be in three in, in a couple of weeks. People will not be staying home, regardless yeah. of what the government says. They will not. Yeah. I'm waiting for the Dow Jones to get down to about five thousand. I'm going to put <laughs> going all in. <laughs> I bought a couple. I've never invested before, and in this no. downturn, I was like, I'm going to buy some shares. This is random shit. Hey, yeah. I've, I've, I've invested, babyface. Yeah. Right yeah. By the way, we're, we're all on the stock market, even if you don't know it. Yeah. Oh, you know something really fascinating that's happening right now? Mm-hmm. So uh, I, because of one of our sponsors, a gold and silver company, I follow it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So silver is low. Would, so normally when the, when the economy is bad, mm-hmm. gold and silver is up, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a weird thing happening right now where the demand for gold and silver is really high mm-hmm. to the point where like the websites that sell it are like sold out of it just about. Mm-hmm. But the price is super low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why is silver that? Why has did, been why, like, do what? Why did silver go? Why is silver so low? I, I really don't, don't understand it. Wasn't it? Wasn't silver just trending? It's like eleven dollars right now. Yeah, I thought silver's been trending low for years. That's my understanding. Yeah. Well, kind of. It had been like fourteen or fifteen for a long time, and then here in the past like six months or so, it's been up to like seventeen, eighteen. Mm-hmm. So what's uh, it at now? Because the economy's been like, it's like ten and a half or something. But now it's, it's like eleven. Gold is nice gold is fifteen. It's pretty fifteen hundred. It's pretty mm-hmm. stable. But yeah. silver is way down. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is like a lot of the uh, like the silver coins and stuff. They still cost more because the demand is high. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you guys? It's how weird. do you guys buy silver? Because I've always been interested in buying just like bullion, but I, I don't know where to really go about any of that. Yeah, what's that company this is like that a you set up for my sponsor? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's that company that yeah. you guys are doing it? Well, with? we uh, we do uh, we work with a company called Atmex, and of course, like you know, I'm not trying to be in sponsor mode. Yeah, no, but it's cool, man. This is info we need. It's cool. That's a legitimate question. Yeah, like I yeah. really want. <laughs> but they're big. But they're one of the big ones. There's you know Atmex. Uh, J and Bullion is is another one. There's like two or th- three or four. Now you want to stay away from the companies that like force you into like a broker and like that's that's all horseshit. Like just you just want to buy it, you know, yourself off Amazon, like like it was on Amazon or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Atmex is the company we deal with, and and you know we we bought from them in the past and we liked them, so we reached out to them and they you know started working with us. But uh, yeah, it's pretty simple. You just go on there and they have every all the Bullion stuff. They've got like uh, old coins i really like um 
when it comes to gold, um, I haven't bought a ton of it, but just just a little bit of it. I really like the uh, the pre thirty three gold, mm-hmm. and if you buy it uh, in like the random years that are not like rare or anything, it's pretty right. close to like the spot price, and it's an actual like old gold cool. coin. For me, it's really good. Okay. And you got to remember something too. If 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 you buy like coins like dimes and quarters and silver and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's that's something you could trade with somebody. If you've right. got a five-pound brick of silver, you're not going to give that to somebody to get some food. No, yeah, not yeah, one person. Oh, practical. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. So, okay. So, you know, you gotta, that was my next question. Like, what do you do? So, obviously, so in a in a full-blown blown apocalypse, does gold and silver do anything for you, or is that just like we blown. we hit tough times? It does something for you, right? Nah, gold and silver is only protects you against like strong economic downturn. Okay. Full apocalypse, survival mode mm-hmm. doesn't mean shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So in so in a yeah. downturn, <laughs> yeah, the other precious yeah. metals like the other white meat. <laughs> right. Lead, believe in it. Lead. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Oh, that's a great. Oh, I'm not gonna say it. That's a great shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, you already said it's it. It's like you know the famous John Wayne line, right? From uh, the Chisholm, I think, where the the guys like uh, some guy stole his cows, you know. Mm-hmm. He's like the guy wants to sell them back to him, and he's like, "Did you bring in gold?" He's like, "Nope." He's like, "Silver? Nope, <laughs> just lead." <laughs> <laughs> so, so in a downturn, what does one do? So let's say someone goes out there. And, and, you know, every time they get paid, they get a little bit of silver and put it away. In a downturn, how do, you know, like, where's the proper place? What's the useful place for them to go to to turn that into something? Uh, like a coin shop. Oh, okay. You know? uh, or even just like a buy. We buy gold place, yeah. I think, yeah. you know, but a uh, coin shop especially. Oh, okay. So, and that place that you guys are using, will they buy, do they only sell it to you? They, or yeah, do they, they buy will. Back? No, they will buy stuff, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how it works. I mean, you have to like ship it in and stuff, you know. But, but yeah, they do do that. Normally, when I sell something, I'll just go to like to a local shop and just walk in the door and okay. do it that way. Yeah. And yeah. and the thing is, like, they can't they can't really screw you over on it. I mean, they could try, I guess, but as long as you know what you've got, know what it's worth. Right. You know, that's where like I think the bullion stuff. Where if you're gonna get an old coin, make sure you get one that's like really close to spot. Mm-hmm. So you don't get into the numismatic stuff because that becomes very like opinion yeah. based, where it's like gold and silver is worthless. Worth, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, people don't realize also silver is used in a lot of manufacturing. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. what's kind of driving that. So I guess when manufacturing goes down, silver would go down. Yeah. One of the theories is that gold and silver could go crazy high once we get into like a new era of space exploration, mm-hmm. which could happen in the next whatever twenty years yeah. or something. Yeah, and a lot of the rare earth metals and stuff like that, which we don't, which we don't really get here. I think the rare earth metals are only available on the moon and in Afghanistan. Yeah. So that's that's a conspiracy the, theory for you right there, Patrick. Uh, and the the chai, the are trying to get their their feet into Afghanistan, but yeah, I, all I say is may the force be with them because they'll have a fun time there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that doesn't that's not working well for anyone. They don't have a real high they don't have a real high opinion of. Uh, yeah. Of uh, people of the uh, Muslim faith, yeah. I guess we'll say. Wait, so with the stock market, I would say people should just, like, I don't think the stock market's finished going down yet. I agree. Yeah, it's not going to go to zero, but it's not finished. I'm int- I wonder no. where Tesla is right now in the stock market. If they- I don't know. <laughs> Time to buy. Yeah. Well, if you- I feel like we're at this hump right now mm-hmm. where it's like, 
we don't know yet how bad it's going to get. Mm-hmm. It could get much worse or mm-hmm. just a little bit worse. Yeah. We need to. But we're going to know soon. Yeah. We need to I, see, like, what's happening. I think, like, today's news was that there's all these drugs that already exist that could be used for this. And, and now they're, they're, like, experimenting with that or doing tests with that. And if those drugs are useful, that could, this could all turn very fast. Go ahead, Patrick. It feels like the beginning of an apocalypse movie where, like, we're having this conversation, <laughs> there's clips of the news, yeah, and, yeah. and it's, like, three years later, and everyone's yeah. dead. Here's, yeah. Yeah, here's what happens. The aliens come to Earth. Maybe the, no, maybe the aliens planted the virus. We're all gone, and then they come in here now, and they find the archives of us talking, and they're like, these idiots. They didn't even know what was going on. And you know what's funny? This is the funny thing. I've been telling people, man. This is how America got colonized, by the way. Do you remember? Do you remember oh, this? Yeah. America got yeah. colonized because when, when the when they showed up here on the shores, a lot of the Native American Indians were wiped out by plagues. Just so you're saying the aliens sold us blankets? Uh, well, no, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um, but it's, no, not even like they didn't come here, and then it's not the blanket thing. Before they got here. Before they got here, there were the, there were plagues that were going through um, like uh, Native American population, and there's lots of places that they found that there were so many people that died in these villages that everywhere, like there were just dead bodies uh, buried everywhere, and then there were a few bodies of the people who were left, and there was no one left to bury them, and this is this is what? one of the reasons why the, the settlers got a foothold on America. How do you how do you think why do you think that the uh, you know these these civilizations like in Central and South America that vanished mm-hmm. they didn't vanish because of the white dudes mm-hmm. they vanished because they were eating weird shit just like the Chinese do yeah, but we're, you, and they got yeah oh, stop, stop, stop it no aliens involved they're eating some white shit <laughs> they're eating some weird meat and they bought they bit into the same kind of virus that's going now and mm-hmm. they killed all of them yes there was no or <laughs> or they ate uh, certain kinds of mushrooms and they figured out how to build spaceships <laughs> yes oh, thank you john go. thank you john <laughs> now that is a comedy routine but, right but there listen we are made okay do you realize we're made of germs this is what we are you know speak for yourself okay okay <laughs> all right i'm just talking about biology there's no way to there's no way to uh get to change that listen maybe maybe what happens is the chinese wait until we all get wiped out and then they just drop into America them, and take over. Don't, don't talk bad about the Chinese, you hear me? Don't talk oh, bad about the Chinese. Too late for that. Too late for you that. racist, you. This is the Chinese virus. I, Chinese. I know it is. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't get the corona because I was like, I did a comedy festival in Hawaii like uh, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all the shows were literally in Chinatown. So you were extra. You were extra super giant <laughs> during that thing. Yeah. <laughs> stop that! Stop that talk! Stop that talk! It's not Chinese. I call um, it. I call it the Chai Chai Walter, virus, actually, just like, for you yeah. and for the YouTube overlords, I am partly Chinese. Just I thought. Oh, you're part of everything. So, yeah, God, that's my immunity. That's my immunity. I'm I'm using that. So am I. Can't, can't you see it? <laughs> <laughs> can't you see it? I like no, I'm technically I'm technically Asian. I'm technically Asian. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. So, I'll tell you that yeah. right now. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you. This is that. what we are reduced to nowadays, John. You only get immunity if you're something. Like if you're black, yeah. you can't be racist. Apparently. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's the only way you get immunity now from being you have to like be something and i think this is why like all the kids are pretending that you know like they are confused or whatever it is that they're this thing i I've, I've never seen this level of like uh seriously kids just identifying as stuff that i think in in a couple of months oh, yeah. a couple of years are gonna be like what the hell was that it was a fad oh absolutely absolutely yeah it's wor- it's like getting a tattoo or piercings or something I'm identifying yeah. as uh, I can't. I don't know today. I'm confused. Yeah. I don't know what I'm identifying. Yeah. So let let. Uh, I identify as a gun. I can't get on airplanes anymore. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> yeah. What if a, your gun was your uh, emotional support animal? Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's not go there. No. Yeah. No, can't do that. People this used to be able to fly this with is my guns. Emotional, I gotta have my AK mag with me. I got. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you a, a story. Like I, I would imagine there's a statute of limitations on this, but we'll just say I know someone who flew in the seventies one time, <laughs> okay. nineteen eleven by accident. Uh huh. Someone and is this person very tall? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to say. <laughs> but uh, this person didn't, re- didn't realize it, and because it was the seventies, yeah. no one knew, and it was fine. Yeah. I mean, she weren't allowed to then, but it was just like no one caught it, I guess, and. Uh, on the way back, this anonymous, anonymous person, uh, they, they took it apart down to every little piece and wrapped up each piece in like a towel mm-hmm. and then put it into the bag just to show like I wasn't trying to right, shoot something right. on this plane. Yeah, because uh, back then the, the x-ray technology wasn't that good. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you used to be able to do it. A, you used to be able to do it, though. There was a time when it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. You just put, you just, I, I heard well, I a story one time of, of, of Phil Dater, you know, Dr. Data, the guy that started Gemtech, flying with a machine gun. I mean, yeah. just put it in the overhead thing and fly with it. You know, you make, it, they can make a rule where it's like no ammo, unless you're a Sky Marshal or something. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. No ammo on carry on. You can't have any ammo carry on. Mm-hmm. It all has to be checked. Mm-hmm. But you can bring a gun on the plane if you want. Sure. Sounds good. You know, the check it makes sure it's unloaded. There's no yeah. ammo. Yeah. You can't have people firing guns on a plane, obviously. Yeah. Unless it's a Sky Marshal and he's got special ammo or something. Yeah, do the okay. Do the Sky Marshals have some kind of special aerospace ammo that I don't know about? I, I, they do. Have, they do have something. There is something you, where it's like frangible, you know, oh, okay. like super frangible. I think. I don't. I don't I think don't. a a bullet hole will cause um, what people have this conception they're going to get sucked out through a thirty eight caliber. It bullet depends hole. how much pressurization is <laughs> going on that plane. How high the plane is. Because remember, there was a woman that was su- was sucked out of one of those uh, windows. That was a window, though. Yeah, but That's the window though. cracked and then broke and sucked her out. Talking about 0.38 diameter versus. Yeah, I know there's an anti-tank round that does that. I've heard about that from guys Iraq. This kind of tank round that mm-hmm. makes it like a tiny hole, but everyone inside just gets sucked out huh. through the hole. Yeah. I think you could get people, You could, yeah, with enough pressure, you can get a, a person through a little tiny hole. I mean, come on. We were talking about toilet paper in the beginning of this thing. We all have <laughs> yeah. the examples on our bodies of lots of stuff going through little tiny holes. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, let's not. I mean, I'm not trying to be graphic with anyone. Um, John, so I know we, we've got like, if I don't know if folks out there have questions or whatever. We could definitely get some questions in here. Uh, if you guys have it, but I know you're into cars and stuff like that, so I want to take this opportunity. Can we talk about some car stuff? Some yeah, yeah. Motorci- Are you, you're still into motorcycles, right? 
Yeah, I just got a new one actually. Oh, okay. I'm Ooh. selling my car. I sold my car. What what uh what was it? What did you sell? Uh, it's it's a 1969 Buick Skylark. Oh, Skylark. Cool. It's really neat. It's really neat, man. I love it. I wish I had had the time for it and the space for it, but it's just like one of those things where it needs an like it needs more work than money I want to put into it. And okay. I just don't have the time. I'm so busy traveling all the time. Or at least I was traveling all the time. Right. Um, that'll be but, that'll happen again. Was yeah, there? I, I'll get another to, one. Today was there one. more uh, travel restrictions? Today I heard something about that. Um, oh, I don't know. I mean, I could travel obviously about yeah. for comedy. There's no shows. Can't be any comedy yeah. shows. Yeah, I don't think right. so. Okay, I think yeah, I think we yeah. closed uh, the southern and the northern borders. So well, that that should be done. Yeah. that's not a those pesky people no from Canada can't come into America anymore. That's where we need to build a wall. Canada, Canadians, man. That's how you freaking get Alex Trebek and all yeah. those dudes up in I, here. You know, I think you want to. This is like a thought I've had on the like the border wall situation. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, when, you know, when people talk about it, it's like inhumane to not let Mexicans come across <laughs> the border. If you think about it, why are they so special, right? Just because they happen to be on the border, why not all the other uh, people that that need refuge in America? Like, why do they get special treatment just because they happen to live there? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so it seems uh, unfair to the rest of the world if if Mexicans are jamming up the immigration system when there's probably people all over the world who are living in conditions that would need to come over here. Everybody all know. over That's- the world wants the whole world to be America. But then when they get to America, they want to be America to be wherever the they hell want- they came from. And I'm an immigrant. They want to be yeah. <laughs> And they want to be, be, be back too. in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. It happens in states too. Like it's yeah. happening in Nashville. Like people are like, oh, the taxes suck in California or Washington or mm-hmm. wherever. And then they mm-hmm. move to Georgia and they're like, oh, we they need to change it. the policy here and mm-hmm. make it bad too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, by the way, I'm looking at your, I'm looking at your um, IG. Let me see if I can roll this in for the people. So this was, okay. So. How what kind of shape was this in? Oh, it uh, like the body was pretty straight on it. It had um, some rust and like the the uh, passenger floorboard from where it used to have a leak on the corner of the the front windshield mm-hmm. in the top right corner. Uh, but it's pretty good shape, man. Yeah. It, it's got a, a three three uh, seventy three stroker okay. Chevy motor in it. Mm-hmm. Um, a uh, three seventy three rear end. Mm-hmm. And it had like traction traction bars on the back of it, the posi rear end, everything. Okay. Cool. It was it was built as a drag racing car yeah. originally. It looked three speed automatic. Oh, cool! It looks like a post apocalyptic vehicle to me, man. I like the. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. It's bad time, <laughs> yeah, bad timing, bad dude. <laughs> I know. If I had more like time and money to put into it, I thought it'd be cool to like go full Mad Max, like take the take the glass out of it, put <laughs> yeah. like rebar. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you need to do? You need to jack it up, man. Like you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get it up off the ground. Put it on a four by four chassis. John, yeah. have you ever heard of a, the Gambler Five Hundred? Oh. Okay, it's it's five hundred five hundred dollar car, five hundred miles, like off road. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. They they have it up in Tennessee too. They have it all over the country. Started out in Oregon, but mm-hmm. yeah, you build yourself a Gambler car. That's mm-hmm. kind of what oh. Hank's talking about. Jacking it up and yeah, yeah. Putting Big yeah. tires on it. And yeah, yeah, all kinds yeah. of weird shit. I, cool. I have a, a 1990 Suzuki Samurai. That's my jacked up. You know, bas- <laughs> have you ever seen the Samurais? Basically, it's like a baby. It's like a baby Jeep, 
So it's like you, like when you saw all those uh, Asian folks, they were little <laughs> tiny people, and then you. So the Jeep would be you, and then that samurai is like a little baby oh, okay. version <laughs> of a Jeep. But it's That's cute. Awesome. It's cute. Walter Walter yeah. actually used to have one. Lots of people used to have yep, those I had one. Yep. back in the days. That's what I think. So you're just. I'm telling you. Huh? I'm telling you, man, next month, the Gambler 500 right here in Florida. You should be gambling in the Suzuki. Yeah. <laughs> We'll We're going to we'll uh, test out your 4 by 4 capabilities. That, basically, though, it's got 60 horsepower. That's my complaint about that, it. 60 horsepower. I need a little bit more horsepower than that. You know, I've never gotten that thing to 60 miles per hour. Wow. So, <laughs> you know, that's the one thing I would change. Are you just into, like, American muscle cars? What's your What kind of cars are you yeah, into? Pretty much. Like, I... I uh, I really want to get a, uh, like my dream car kind of is a 55 Bel Air. Mm. And I had one for two weeks. Mm. <laughs> what happened? I had to get back. Because, <laughs> so I, I, I bought it from a place and um, it was one of those, it, was, it seemed like it was in good condition, right? It wasn't like showroom or anything, but it was in like pretty good working order mm -hmm. and everything seemed good on it. And then I was driving it around, it rode fine. And then after like driving it for a few days, it started doing this thing where like, um, I'd be stopped at a light and it's, you know, it's, it was automatic and it'd be in drive. And all of a sudden the motor would be working against the brake mm. to the point where it was defeating the power of the brake and going mm. forward. What? So I had to pop it in what? neutral to get it to not go. Right. I was it's like, that's not good. And it got worse and worse over the next few days. Right. So I, I took it to this place that deals with classic cars and, um, and they were like, and they put it up on the lift and looked at it, and they were like, uh, that's the least of your problems. And they pointed <laughs> out all these things where basically it was one of those cars where somebody had just put it together good enough to where they could mm. sell it as mm -hmm. more than it was. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was like, uh, when did you buy it? He was like, when did you buy this? You know, could you take this back? And he's like, you think I should take it back? And he goes, I would. <laughs> could you actually like, take it right. back? I did. I took it back. Oh wow! Okay, a little bit of a little bit of stupid tax, but not as bad as it could have been. Oh, okay. So oh. that was disappointing. So now I know, you know, make sure I spend a little bit more money on one. Wait till I'm ready to spend more money on one, and make sure I do a better job of having it looked at, looked over, and stuff. But I love those cars. Mm -hmm. Oh, it, until it started screwing up, it drove great. It's comfy. It's like kind of like driving a pickup truck. Got a big old hood, you know, and everything. <laughs> Oh, okay. I, I always recommend if somebody's like you're like you're enamored with a car, right? You gotta have this car. Take somebody along that's gonna look at it critically, mm -hmm. right? You know, because you'll be go, oh, I gotta get it, I gotta get it, and they look at it and go, man, run, mm -hmm. run, mm -hmm. Forrest, run, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, if you don't have, if you definitely, do you have the skills to fix up stuff yourself or? Um, I've done a little bit of that over like over the years, but I don't really have the time. It's like. You know what I mean? You can only have so many hobbies, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, I kind of want something I can just have someone else work on. It's in good enough shape to where it's not always breaking and I can have someone else do what it needs a, to be done. need a daily driver car. Yeah. 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 Something like, I feel like there's a lot of classic cars that can be had for, you know, 25, 30,000 or maybe even less that are like, you know, they're not, they're just, they're, they're the daily drivers and, they got like more modern Chevy motors in them and stuff and they run and right, you know, right, and there's right. not like a million things that have to be fixed on them. Yeah. Maybe if you could find one that someone actually fixed up, fixed up properly and uh, you know, it's in good shape and all that, they fixed it up and probably put more money into it than what they're going to sell it for. 
that's right. probably the best way to go. But like Walter said, you want to make sure that it's still in good shape. You, you only do you only do um, like classic cars, right? You don't like you're not gonna go get a 2020 Hyundai, you know, Sonata or something like that, are you? Oh no, I have a new car. I have like a Yukon. I have a oh. new Yukon, but okay, yeah. But I don't. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I guess I I won't have one. I, I just that's all I have. I have the Yukon and the bike now, mm-hmm. and uh, so the Skylark. Yeah. So are you more of a bike guy than a car guy? Um, I guess maybe now it's like I like them. I like them both, okay. but it's just like a bike is easier, and uh, I don't know. If, well, classic cars and bikes are like probably equally fun to drive. Mm-hmm. I feel like, but a bike is easier because the bike is new. It's like a brand new Harley. Yeah. It's you know, yeah. it's just classic cars are a lot to deal with. You know, they're big. Where you're gonna put them? I don't have like a lot of space where I'm at right now mm-hmm. as far as like off the garage and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's also you look yeah. more badass. I remember when I met you and your dad in Kentucky. <laughs> you guys rolled up there on motorcycles and then you got off there. They were standing like and then you're having cigars. Everyone was like. What just? What the hell just happened? <laughs> yeah, dad, dad sold his like I and I sold that bike, mm-hmm. and then didn't ride one for four years, and I just sort of I don't know, just got the bug again. I was like, I'm gonna get another one. Oh, okay. Would you ever get an electric motorcycle? Um, maybe. Oh, maybe. If, See that they got if they got really, you know, they got cool. If Tesla made one, maybe. Oh, Tesla. Oh, okay. So you like Tesla? <laughs> do, do you like Tesla stuff? I these guys. I like that truck. The Cybertruck. Yeah, these guys like, make fun of me because I put some money down on the Cybertruck. Oh, dude, I would I would totally drive a Cybertruck. Yeah, yeah. When I get my Cybertruck, I'm going to hit you up, man. All right. We'll do cool. something. I'll come over there. I'll I'll do a video with you guys on the wrench. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll get you out of the wheelchair because that's how long it's going to take. <laughs> <laughs> now, real... You don't realize four forty round mags mm-hmm. in an RPK pouch. You don't realize how heavy four forty round mags are. <laughs> loaded, yeah. loaded, yeah. Oh yeah, I it's just like did those it. Bar guys back in the day. You were mm. like, well, you even know like M fourteen mags. You carry much of that around here. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's real, real man, real man shoot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Walter, are you are you actually sitting there loading for the apocalypse? That's he, what you've been doing. He's sitting the show? whole time doing that. <laughs> hey, wait a minute, hang on a second. Let me show you something. Let me go over here. Okay, without <laughs> getting, let's see. Oh, Ooh. oh, really? Did you see it? Yeah, you that's did. The, that's that's the empty boxes. Yeah, I just Walter loading up. I do hate those little pieces of paper in those boxes. I know you're gonna use yeah, the I mean, toilet paper. Yeah, I can sell this is toilet paper. But. Come on, man. <laughs> And you're going to get some kind of Russian AIDS, but those are really yeah. annoying. <laughs> and you might get the staple, too. It's even worse. Yeah. 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 Makes it more interesting. Yeah. Russian AIDS. Yeah, that's where you start talking, uh, you start talking like FPS or something like that. <laughs> oh, no, I, 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 FPS Russia. Uh-huh. Have you seen any of like his uh, podcast appearances, like him talking mm-hmm. about being in jail? Yeah, stuff? that was... It was interesting. Fascinating. Yeah. That, yeah. Do, do you um do you guys communicate with him? Do you know? Do you know him? I've met him and had brief conversations with him over mm-hmm. the years, but that's about it. Yeah, that was really amazing. What happened to him, man? That one, he lost his rights to guns. Yeah, it's crazy. Which is insane. He really got screwed. Yeah. Like hearing him actually explain the full story, I was just like, wow. Yeah. And then they really, and then they really made him go do jail time for some nonsense. They just made an example out of him, yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, and that's, yeah, I have seen him. So I think he's just now doing the podcast or doing cooking stuff. Yeah. I it's think he's a, in probably in good shape financially. He's mm-hmm. got all those, you know, he's got all those buddies in that 
world mm-hmm. and stuff and doing i think his podcast is pretty successful the one he's on yeah and he's doing he's doing um like he was i think he never stopped doing video game stuff right i yeah. think so yeah. yeah but it does and he's got the money from those old videos that are probably still getting oh yeah more he still has anybody yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 fps is probably still I'll, I'll tell you how i knew fps was probably on the top of the game my kids don't give a crap about anybody else in the gun world but when I uh, ran into him at SHOT Show and I posted a picture, they're like, what, you know FPS Russia? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then they thought, like, he's really Russian. They thought when he did those drone videos, remember he did these videos where he had a drone and it was shooting people or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, they thought yeah. all that stuff was real. Yep. You know? So, yeah, he's still got that. I, I met him... Um, Pretty early on, when he was first rising to to fame, mm-hmm. and um, there was a do you know the ammo company Lucky Gunner? Yeah, mm-hmm. Lucky Gunner. Yeah. So they had this uh, big machine gun shoot back in like 2011 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, just for some perspective on the time, he had just posted the video with the um, uh, AA12. Um, AA12. Yeah. I was having like a mental breakdown. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. like, what was that? That's, that's like, I, I just remember that because I think that's his biggest video, right? Single video. Yeah, maybe the biggest gun video on ever YouTube. Period. Yeah. Like, yeah. What's it have? Like hundred thousand, hundred million views or something. Something insane. Holy something. Yeah. It's Crazy. insane. Yeah. But he had just posted that, and that was still at the time when like almost everyone thought he was Russian. Still. Mm-hmm. So getting to hang out with him and talk to him as just Kyle. Yeah. It was really weird. <laughs> It felt like I was getting some kind of like crazy, like getting to see the man behind the curtain. Yeah, <laughs> and he's so nice. He's like a he's like a southern oh, he is. he's like a southern gentleman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It is it is a weird thing if you look at the videos and then you talk to him. And you know, thankfully, he's not on all the time. Like you know, he's not trying to do. Right. Yeah, not trying. Yeah, to Yeah, that's accent. weird. Like I know comics like that. Like uh, there's a comedian, uh, Mark Normand. You have to look him up. I've mentioned mm-hmm. him earlier. Mm-hmm. A credible joke writer. He's mm-hmm. like a modern Seinfeld almost, mm-hmm. uh, but like edgy, way edgier. Mm-hmm. But that he plays this sort of character, you know, where he's like, oh, comedy jokes. You know, he just sort of has this like weird sort of thing on 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 uh, stage. Mm-hmm. And I got to meet him on a, the festival I was on, and he's that same guy. <laughs> When you talk to him, oh really? You know, <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, you know? and, well, if that's who he really that. is, it's cool. But some people, it's tough to keep up. That um, that's what Robin Williams was trying to do, right? Like what Robin Williams stayed on all the time, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if that's necessarily good. You got to try to be. I prefer the people yeah. who are who they are. You know, right. most of the time. It's like I when I'm on stage, I'm still like. Like I am now, basically, you know, yeah. for the most part. I just have prepared things to say that I know are going to be funny, hopefully. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's what I think is funny. I'm going to recommend people go check that out. We actually hit 9 o'clock. Two hours went by really fast. It went yeah, by it was fun, really man. Thanks quick. for having me. It's yeah. great. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, thanks for coming on here. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start with uh, Walter and then go to Babyface and then you. But, Walter, if you could tell the folks out there... How, where can they find you? How can they support you? Um, if people want to buy that um, Russian toilet paper from you, how oh, exactly? There's a whole pile of it here. I'll make them good yeah. deal. <laughs> and, and it'll do good for you. Yeah, you'll like it. That's not a Russian <laughs> accent. That's not, okay. Uh, I know, but I got China virus. I talk like China. You actually, like okay, you should be able to do a Russian <laughs> accent, but okay, whatever. 
Yeah, I know it's in the heritage. Yeah, you've got. Yeah, you've now, got the heritage. You I'm can't completely do. off it now. I, I can't do it at yeah. all now. Yeah. You, you can't. Your go-to accent can't be a Chinese accent, Walter. No, <laughs> you got to yeah. add. You got to add, add something to the, the repertoire. Virus. I got the virus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How could the folks? How could the folks uh, keep up with uh, you, Walter? They can check us out on uh, Instagram and Facebook at Safety Ever mm. Firearms. Um, now that my mind's completely off on another subject. Um, yeah, Instagram, Dirt Facebook. Foot Racing, that's where you got the mini bike the stuff. Racing, yeah. yeah. Check out the go-kart. I would like to see you there. put Big John on a mini bike one of these days. That would be fun. <laughs> I would do it. Yeah, see, there it you go. You just, you just got to build it a little bigger. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you're Big smaller, wheels. it'd be funnier. Yeah, if you're ever in Florida, Big John, let us know, man. Okay. Yeah, and Walter, should, Walter also yeah. makes 50s. Walter makes a, 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 a 50 upper that goes on an AR lower. Oh, right. Cool. And also, um, I'm a class two manufacturer, so I get all kinds of machine guns and stuff. Yeah. Too, so. yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, when, but anyways, yes. Um, Safety Hour Firearms, uh, uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, over on uh, Gunstreamer, there's Safety Hour Firearms. Mines, there's Safety Hour Firearms, all on one word. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Dirt Foot Racing, and then also um, StenParts.com for all your Sten parts. There you go. Yeah, the Sten parts. We got to talk Sten about parts. the Kentucky. We'll, we'll talk about that uh, next week sometime about the. Uh, the, uh, oh yeah, you know, Knob, Knob Creek. Creek was canceled. So, yeah, yeah. Is it canceled? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, maybe we're gonna have to do Knob Creek virtually or something. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll do di- yeah. digital Knob Creek for those yeah. people. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right, so maybe shoot the virus. Yeah, <laughs> shoot the virus. Yeah, okay. And free toilet paper with every person. Right, right, right. Babyface, <laughs> babyface. Now, who needs toilet paper? Uh, Patrick, how can the people send I, you toilet paper since you... Listen, I'll give you my address if you want to send me some toilet paper. Yeah. Uh, Donate to no, Babyface. <laughs> yeah, ba- uh, YouTube.com slash BabyfaceP. A video went up today. We got lots and lots of content on the way, and we're going to be working on that from today, the Marlin Model 39A. Um, beyond that, uh, baby underscore face P on Instagram. Uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, awesome. That, that, model, that Model 39 is sweet. That Model 39 <laughs> shot great over the weekend. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, John, how can the folks out there support you? What, where are the places you'd like them to go to support uh, you, follow you? Of course, uh, Hickok45 on YouTube. And then uh, there's also a John Hickok channel on YouTube. I haven't done a lot with it lately, but I'm going to be doing more with it. I've got a couple of clips on there of stand-up you can check out. Um, and I uh, have a, a, a one I think you guys will enjoy about carrying a, about why what the real reason is to carry a gun. Have you seen that joke yet? Um, no, I saw the I saw the joke about uh, like you know where you were saying people ask you why do you have a gun? Is your is your dick small? Oh, that's funny. yeah, that's what I'm talking. <laughs> about. Oh, is that it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, I don't know. It was just really it was amusing seeing you talking about that. I don't know. You guys have to go watch yeah, that. So, yeah, that, like that's uh, it's so stupid that people say that. It's like that's the point I'm making the joke. Like, what are you gonna use your dick to like knock a gun out of somebody's hand? You save your life with your dick? Of course you gotta carry. Oh, that's really I mean, but that, that's a common thing. You know, these anti-guns. What? Yeah. That, that means you got a little dick because you like guns or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, come on. John has a good bit on that one that I'm like, oh, I'm okay. stealing this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. steal that, John. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, okay as long if you don't as long as you just do stand up and it's all right. Yeah. So. Oh well, you know, I mean, you know, I am trying to, you know, no, actually, I'm not trying to. I that is my dream. That is my dream. One of you these. Just try it, dude. Sometime yeah. um, you have to. Uh, if you're coming to Nashville, I'll do an open mic or, or down there. I'm sure they got them in Florida. Okay. Yeah. Like, maybe I will. Some, my uh, some, 
Yeah, my son is big into this. He goes to FSU and he does uh, improv and, and acting and all that kind of stuff. And he does oh, cool. he does stand up and all that as well. So. Oh, awesome! Yeah, yeah. Um, he's I, not I as tall as I run into him one of these days. Yeah, absolutely. I, I a lot of shows in Florida. I did. Uh, I did a Florida run like uh, I don't know a few months back. I did Jacksonville, Orlando. Oh, cool. Uh, Tampa. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was it. Just those three. Yeah. Walter's in the Tampa area and, and, and Patrick's from there. If you're going to do Florida again, you should let us know. And then maybe we can like, we'll come and see you, but we'll get some, yeah, be awesome. we'll get some gun folks to come in there also. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> and heckle uh, the hell out of you. Yeah. We'll heckle you. We'll, we'll, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that'll be so much fun. That'll be so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. So but also Instagram, my Instagram is, uh, is John J O H N underscore Hickok 45 on Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Everyone stay right there. I'm going to drop the end right now for everyone. There you go. Make sure you guys subscribe, smash the thumbs ups, ring the bell, all that kind of stuff. We do this uh, Monday to Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. We also uh, rip out the audio and put that up on uh, iTunes and all those kinds of good places. I'm going to recommend everyone go to HankStrange.com to find out more about us. Thanks to Safety Harbor for sponsoring the show. Big thanks to Walter and Babyface for uh, coming in here and helping uh, keep this fun. And of course... Big John Hickok, don't believe what he's saying about the appendage. Don't believe that. You know, we we you know that I don't we don't have any evidence here, but you know. But anyway, listen before we get back into more of that. Thanks for coming on, man. It's been a lot of fun. I hope you have fun. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was great. Thanks for having. Me. Absolutely. All right, guys. We'll see you Monday. Everyone, be safe out there. Try to have fun. Don't be too stressed out. About everything Go outside, going outside, get some sun, get some fresh yes. air, get some fresh air. It'll make you, yeah. and the sun will make you feel better. Absolutely, a hundred percent. All right, we are out of here. I'm gonna smash the button right now. We're out. Peace. <laughs>